one of y'all hoes ready to clown with a nigga from the deep town. I put it down like straight and Eminem. What I'm giving them, game that's infinite. Never forgive me, bitch. Whether I'm rich or a pissy poor, whether I love all ladies or they just all whores, whether I rock the top in a dubbed out coupe, whether I take you out to eat and order rat soup. It really don't matter at all. DJ Assault, aka Craig Diamonds, y'all. So what you saying? We gon' get naughty, y'all. Ready to party with the girls with naked bodies, y'all. Okay. So strip tease, get on your knees. Stop me at the clubs when the cops yell freeze. Illegal shit, we gon' leave confidential. This is what I'm giving you over this instrumental. Something to shake your ass to. Something to make that cash to. Something to shake your ass to. Something to make that cash to. What I'm giving them, something to shake your Conspiracy Castle. I am your conspiracy asshole. Primetime 9 and 9, Alex Stein. And we are on the grind all the time. And we have a very special guest this evening. A very special guest. One that we are very lucky to have. And with that, I want to bring him on because we're about to get it on like Donkey Kong because Micah has a lot of information. So I don't want to sit here and, you know, pump it up too much because, you know, I am Primetime 99. I have a pontification problem Micah I like to steal the mic so I with all that being said ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages um this is Micah real Mr. Dank uh the king of astrotheology right is that right uh Micah oh shit I, I forgot to unmute you god I told you that I told you I was gonna do that oh I'm such an idiot Micah I always do that big intro I always I always I told you I was gonna forget to unmute you but with that and I also want to talk about your book you're the author of Beneath the Veil so welcome to the Conspiracy Castle, Micah. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So we're going to get into a, a PowerPoint, but first I kind of want to talk about you real quick. And I want to say, dude, I respect your grind. Like I know how it is to try to, you know, be out there and get a message out there. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to put themselves out there, you know, and me as a broadcaster, especially talking about like occultic stuff like this, it's hard to live that truth. You know what I mean? So I respect you for reaching out, you know, even though I followed you first, I'm just saying, you know, that connection, having the balls, that's the type of person I am. So I can just tell we connect energetically. I like a person that's just straight up, hey, very blunt. And that's why I respect you. I have a lot of respect for you. Everybody wastes time with a bunch of bull crap. And Micah, we made it happen. Uh, so uh, do you want to give us a, a little, you know, intro before we share the screen and, and I uh, and you give us your presentation? Um, yeah, so basically, I have a six book series, a six book publishing deal, not not one book. 
Uh, four of them are out so far. For, the fourth one just came out eight days ago. And um, they're taking over right now. So um, it's, been, it's been good. I've been on a bunch of shows. And um, I'm just spreading it right now. I've got a, a publicist that's working really hard to try and get this turned into like a, uh, a mini series or a TV series or something of that nature. So we're in the middle of trying to figure that out. And you're in New York right now. So that's probably why, you know, I'm prime time. I got a bunch of energy and you're in New York. Like it's probably late. So for the people at home, you know, I want them to know that it's, a, it's, we, we really, really appreciate you being here. I should have gone on a little earlier, but we'll have you on again. So, you know, if what we miss out in this presentation, because I'm very interested. So do you just want to get into it or what do you, I mean, what do you, how do we do this? I know on, on a recent show, you know, this is the primetime 99 show, but I'm saying uh, this is a long presentation. Is that right? So, uh, it's about an, it's about an hour. I mean, I'm going to bring you into it because there's questions that I'm going to bounce off of you. Um, I'm not sure. Do you have a religious upbringing at all? Not really, but I I do believe in God, the Creator. I don't believe we we evolved from pond scum at all. No, I'm, I'm but I'm saying I I did when I was baptized when I was uh, 17 actually, not 18. Um, and when I was in high school, like I was like into God, you know, I got into God on my own uh, accord. Mm. And so yeah, I believe in the Creator, but I didn't grow up like ultra religious. Like my last name Stein, but my grandfather. Uh, didn't like divorced my grandmother and wasn't really in my wasn't in my dad's life at all so he didn't grow up jewish so i have you know probably you know jewish family so i'm kind of weird i'm just really i guess you'd say in that terrible new age i'm spiritual but i also believe organized religions inherently evil and i believe that that's probably why we have most of the strife in the world because of organized religion and i think you can point to you know catholicism judaism and um you know Islam and and say there's a lot of flaws in all of them, but I do like God. I know that. I think I probably agree with that more than any person I've interviewed with so far. Well, I like that. We're already off a good start, and uh, uh, you know, I'm a deep conspiracy guy. You know, I you know, and my channel has a bunch of strikes. So if we talk about stuff, we have to be kind of careful. Literally, I'm on two strikes. I'm getting censored mm -hmm. like crazy. But, dude, I, I mean, I consider myself ultra woke. Like, you know, I mean, for a time I liked Trump, but Trump's just as crooked as them all. You know, I mean, if anything that I was like kind of diet woke on is I was kind of a Trumper for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But other than that, dude, no, I, I mean, I believe we're living in a world of lies. Like, literally, they tell us we evolved from pond scum, you know, the moon landing. I mean, 9-11. I mean, there's not a conspiracy that I don't. I'm the king of all conspiracy. You know, Howard Cern's the, the, the king of all media. I'm going to be the king of all conspiracy one day, Micah. I'm going to take over. I'll be bigger than Alex Jones when I'm done. Okay. Good. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. I can uh, I can share and then we can start. All right. Let's go. Hold on. Let me get it all set up. Let me get it. Let me do allow share. <clears throat> okay. You can just share right now, can't you? Yeah. You I'm good. I don't have to approve you. Okay. Okay. Now let me get it set up in my. Okay, you're good in this monitor. Okay, and then let me make you. Now, you see what I, is in my screen? This is what the people are seeing, just so you know. Oh, and then let me pull up the chat before you get going. Hold on, let me pull it up. I, I got talking to you, and I haven't even pulled up the YouTube link. And then um, let me go here. And like I said, dude, you've been on so many shows. I really appreciate you coming on the Conspiracy Castle. Okay, uh, let's get it going. Let's hear what, let, let's see the first, okay, let me, I have to be honest with you too. 
I used to hate doing PowerPoints, and a lot of truthers do PowerPoints. Why is the PowerPoint the preferred way of like a presentation like this? I, mean, I can't speak. I can't speak for anyone else, but like the information that I give you, it just sinks in better when you can see it and read it a long time alongside. But this is with like a lot of true stuff. It's funny how we almost go back to the basic of a PowerPoint. You know what I mean? It's really weird. It's like uh, I just think it's interesting. But I love it. Let's go. Uh, uh, so uh, the floor is yours. Um, Micah. All right. Sounds good. So if I were to ask you what the oldest writings on earth would be, what would you say? The oldest writings on earth. Well, I don't, I don't think they dated the, the age of the earth correctly. So the oldest, I mean, 6,000 years. Right. Okay. So <clears throat> that's what a lot of people say. Maybe like the Sumerians. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, I don't believe it's like a million years old. So yeah, I mean, thousands of years within that ballpark. Okay. So basically the Lascaux caves right here were about 40,000 years. And what they were, were they were these caves that they found in France. And what they did was uh, they went deep into these caves. And when they went in, they saw things like this along the wall. Okay. You see the bull, you see the lion, you see the horse. And in astrology, you know that the bull is Taurus, that the lion is Leo and the horse is Sagittarius. It's just missing the, the uh, guy with the bow and the arrow. And what they did was they carbon dated this wall <clears throat> and it came out to about 40,000 years plus or minus five years. So what they did then was they brought an astronomer who rewound the sky on a computer program because we can do that now. And what they found was when they printed out what they had when they rewound the sky and they put it over this cave art, um, all the constellations were where they were supposed to be. So 40,000 years ago, they had a working knowledge of the Zodiac. And they're supposedly... Well, I don't know if I believe the carbon dating, but I'll, I mean, I'm not going to fight you on that. I mean, who knows? That's what I'm saying. Thousands of years old, 40,000. Well, yeah, a lot of people say that carbon dating is actually... It's half true. Carbon dating is actually inaccurate after 50,000 years. Um, it's not as accurate after 50,000 years when you start to get into the 100,000 or the millions of years it doesn't become as accurate but carbon 14 up to 50,000 is incredibly accurate that's why they keep using it and these caves came out to be about 40,000 years these etchings these drawings so I mean, it's kind of like half true yes carbon dating is not entirely accurate but it is in this particular case all right i'll believe you i'll allow uh, it I, I you know what i mean I, i'll agree i don't disagree all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask, pose a couple questions from the Bible, okay, <clears throat> that don't really make sense, but we're going to see if we can make sense out of it. So you have here, you have questions, how Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days, why his birthday is on December 25th. All that can be explained with astrology, and I'm going to do that. But first, what I have to do is go over the 12 signs of the Zodiac and tell your audience exactly what to look for, okay, what each sign means. So um, you said you were kind of into it already, right, astrology? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I, I mean, I believe the sun, moon, and stars rotate around us, though. You know, I'm a, I'm a geocentrist, not a heliocentrist. Gotcha. Well, Genesis 114 says, let the lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. 
let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and the years. And that's all the Bible is, okay? All the Bible is is it's basically a, a encoded farmer's almanac. That's all it is, and I'm going to show you how that is. Um, we're going to start with Aquarius. Is the, the, the Zodiac actually starts in Aries, but I'm going to start in Aquarius, okay? The first sign is Aquarius, which is represented by the man with the water pitcher. Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. Aries is the ram. In Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Jewish Passover. Passover is always on Nisan 14, which is always in Aries, always. And it's also the Passover, or in astrology, it's the passing over of the sun over the equator and back on its way to its height in the summer solstice. In Christianity, the passing over is changed and called the resurrection of God's son. And it's why the Jews smeared the lamb's blood on the front of their door during Exodus. It's because when God passed over, literally, when God passed over, which is what they're celebrating in the Passover, God passed over and killed all the Egyptian firstborns, the Jews were spared because the lamb's blood. Well, the lamb is Aries, and Aries is the Jewish people. It's why the Jews have a, a shank bone from a lamb on their Passover plate. It's also why, especially, they blow the ram's horn to the sky during the high holy days. It's because they're the people of Aries, and Aries is the ram. That's why they blow the ram's horn. So you're telling me that's why they got a big old leg of lamb on the table? It's because of that? That's the, that's the yeah. reason why? That's funny. That makes yeah. me laugh. Okay. So Taurus is the bull. And when you look in the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know, as above, so below, that you need to put the plow on the bull so that you could plant the seeds so you harvest in Virgo and Libra. So Taurus is the season to plant. You see the bull in the sky, and then you put the plow on the bull on earth, and you plant. Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the story of Achilles that everyone knows about. Cancer is the crab. It's the sideways moving creature. So what the sun does, okay, is the sun rises a degree every single day on its axis, okay? Every day it rises a degree, starting on December 25th, it rises a degree, and then it gets to June 21st. That's the height, that's the summer solstice. Yeah. The height of the uh, rising of the sun. And then what happens is for three consecutive days after, it stays at that height. Then it drops a degree on June 25th and continues to drop a degree every single day until it hits December 21st, okay? Which is when they considered the sun having been dead because the sun dies. It's the lowest point. It's the longest night of the year. It's the winter solstice. And then for three days after that, it stays at that low height. So that's why they used to say that God's son was dead for three days. Okay. And then it comes back to life, comes up a degree on December 25th, which is the resurrection or the birth of Christ. And then it continues to go up. See, astrotheology basically says that Jesus is the son of God, not the S-O-N, but the S-U-N. Yeah, okay. I, I kind of vibe with that. Yeah, but it isn't. So Jesus is a, a, a the son story. What is it again? How is the connection? Well, I guess we got to get through these. But but I'd like to know what is the connection of the. Are you going to say that the biblical connection of the son with Jesus being the son of God? 
Yeah, I'll get through okay. it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So Leo is the king, and it's the line, it's the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So when they're metaphorically talking about God, um, like the, um, for example, <coughs> excuse me, when they're talking about the kingdom of heaven, basically they're talking about the sun in Leo because the sun is the ruling planet of Leo. So that's metaphorically the kingdom of heaven. I'll get into all this though. Then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. Okay. So you look in the sky and you see this picture on the right, you see the Virgo holding the wheat stalk. So you remember when you said you plant in Taurus, well, basically you plant in Taurus. And then now when you see Virgo in the sky, uh, the young virgins used to go out and cultivate the wheat in order to make the bread for the year. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. And the reason it's the justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into its death. And the Jews always celebrate their new year around the fall equinox. Always. Rosh Hashanah is always there. Then Libra is also known as wine season. Now, I just told you that Libra has to do with judgment or judging Okay, eight days after Rosh Hashanah, you have something called Yom Kippur in the Jewish religion, which is basically the day of judgment. <laughs> is that true? Wait, hold on. Yom Kippur? I don't know anything about Judaism. Hold on. So in the Judaism religion, on Yom Kippur, the basis of it is the day of judgment. This is like, it reminds me of Festivus from Seinfeld or something. Okay, why is it the day of judgment? <laughs> It's the day of judgment. It's I know, but days. how do you get judged? Does an elder be like, you're a shitty person? I mean, what, I mean, I know I'm... No, it's the day that... Okay, so what, what you do is, what the Jews would do is they would go into temple and they fast all day and they okay. pray all day and they're being judged by God because God's going to put you in the book of life for another year or he's going to take you that year. So you pray that he keeps you in the book of life. Wow, so you spend that whole day, just that day you have to be, see, like, well, and, and this is no disrespect to Judaism, but they have all these rules, you know, that they can like, you know, so so this one day is extra important, Yom Kippur, where they're extra good, and that will get them, that day of judgment, that's why that's so important. Right. That's interesting. I love learning new stuff. Go ahead, sorry, sorry, Micah, you're just dropping a lot of knowledge, I really enjoy it. Okay, cool. So Scorpio is the scorpion, and he's known as the betrayer. And when a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's why the mafia has the kiss of death. That's where they get that from. And it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. You know, he didn't point him out. He didn't throw a rock at him. He didn't stone. Wait, wait, wait. Judas and Jesus were making out before Jesus died? No, they weren't making out. Um, Judas gave him a kiss on the cheek. But metaphorically... He's Scorpio because Scorpion is the betrayer because when a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. Oh, so that was symbolism. The kiss on the cheek was a symbolism of right. the scorpion. Right. But... So the sun is judged in Libra and betrayed in Scorpio. And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. In the Bible, it's translated as a spear going into the side of God's son. This is where the sun dies. And I went over it already that December 21st, the sun is dead and then it's dead for three days and then it comes back to life. So then Capricorn is the goat because he likes to climb the mountain. So you picture your zodiac wheel and then basically you have uh, Capricorn at the bottom of the wheel 
and the sun climbs a degree a day alongside the zodiac wheel. So it starts to climb up the mountain, just like the goats do. These are all just metaphors. Okay? Yeah, how, is there any metaphor for like Baphomet and, you know, the transgendered goat god that is, you know, that all these satanic people love the goat? You know, is there some sort of symbolism with that? Well, I could get into that later, but the goat basically sell, sell um, the goat is Capricorn. Okay. Capricorn is the sign of the goat, and the and the goat is winter. So, do all those Luciferians love Capricorn? Um, not, not really. It doesn't really work like that. No, they no. first of all, Luciferianism and Satanism has been wildly over exaggerated as to what it truly is. But the truth is, is that <clears throat> um, winter is that. What's they up? like they like goats though satanism uh, you know that's the that's the you know the you know the uh stereotype right but um winter is actually i mean uh, hell is actually not a flaming inferno hell is a freezing cold tundra hell is winter on earth there's no actual hell with flaming inferno okay hell is yeah. winter yeah, see, I don't know how much I vibe with hell. Like, I don't know why. They, I mean, I, I know that, like, there is judgment and I believe in karma and, like, you know. But I just don't, I just can't imagine an eternity, of, you know, like, hell, in my opinion, would be living forever on Earth and having your subconscious put on a computer and being, like, frozen alive. You know what I mean? Being a vegetable. Yeah. That seems like hell. Uh, I'd rather be dead than that. But, uh, uh, so, sorry, go ahead. I get off track. Sorry, Micah. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so basically, let me just show you some stuff. You have names for Jesus, okay? You have the names for Jesus. Well, hey, well, real quick, this one's a good one because they, you know, they, and I'm from Texas and I know a lot of Hey Zeus's, and they say that's code word for Hail Zeus, Micah. You ever heard that one? Yes, I have. I have. Yeah. And I don't think that is a real psyop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not all things are real. I know that, but I just, it kind of sounds funny. You know, that's like the Christian. They can figure out any how to make anything satanic, but a lot of shit is satanic. So are they wrong? You know what I mean? Uh, but go ahead. Okay. So Capricorn is the goat. So Jesus is actually called the scapegoat of Israel, the scapegoat of Israel, the man signed in Aquarius. He's known as the son of man. Pisces, the two fish, he's known as the fisherman of men. It's also why he feeds the masses with two fish in the Bible. He's known as the lamb of God or the ram in Aries. He's the Lion of Judah when he's in Leo. When the sun is in Virgo, it's the lady holding the stalk of wheat. He's born of a virgin and he's called the bread of life. Libra is the scales of justice. He's known as the just one. He's betrayed in Scorpio. He dies in Sagittarius and it's why he's worshiped on the sun day, by the way. Now look at this picture of Jesus on the left, okay? As above, a, so below. Right. This is a picture of Jesus on the left, and uh, there's a couple things that you'll notice, okay? Number one, the sun behind his head. Number two, his two fingers being held up. Number three, the hole in his, the hole in his hand, okay? You could see it in both hands. Um, number four, the heart and number five, the crown of thorns outside of it. So the sun is always behind Jesus because he represents the sun, much like the Egyptian gods, um, Osiris, Horus, they always have the sun behind their head because they represent the sun. It's the same thing with Jesus. The two fingers up like this that you see Baphomet do, 
you see Baphomet do this, you see Jesus do this, you see Lucifer do this. That's actually an ancient Egyptian peace sign. Okay. That this, is, and then do that. This is the British victory war sign. Okay. So this is not actually peace. This is peace. Okay. So that's why they're holding their finger up in all those pictures because they are peaceful. That's what they're telling you. They're all peaceful. So you're telling me Baphomet's actually good? Is a good character? I'm telling you his hand symbol is. Okay, that's fair. Hey, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with you. This is, and this is, I don't care about this. Somebody in the chat said, why don't you present the PowerPoint full screen? Is it a pain in the ass? Am I not doing that? Well, it's it's like, you know what I mean? Because you can see all that the sides. Does that change anything? No, it's because it's, it's because all the slides, like, how do you do it? You go do presentation and it should take up the whole screen. You know what I mean? Like present. It's because when we see it, we can see all the side. I mean, it doesn't look bad. It looks fine. A lot of people do it like this. This is how young Pharaoh does it. I'm just saying, somebody asked, like, could it take up the whole screen? I don't give a fuck. I love it. I like that you drive. Maybe it's some Christian that's mad that you're comparing uh, uh, Jesus to this uh, astrotheological thing. Um, but I actually do believe that Jesus is a representation I vibe with that. I mean, don't you think that makes a lot of sense that, you know, uh, the solstice that he died and, and rose three days later? But go ahead. Go ahead. I, I want to hear more about what you're saying. Sorry, Micah. Don't right. worry about your PowerPoint. So, we well, I'm going to start decoding passages, and you're going to see that the 12 signs I just gave you, you're going to see how it plays into it. Um, <clears throat> the white Jesus picture is actually a picture of Caesar Borgia, okay, who was the bastard son of Pope Alexander VI. Before then, there was no picture of him. Now, Pope Alexander VI was a pope in the 15 or 1600s, and his son was Caesar Borgia. And if you look up pictures of Caesar Borgia, you'll see it's the same face, okay? And what they did was they made him the picture of it, because before then there wasn't a picture of it. And around the time that they made him, the printing press had just come out, so they were able to just send out pictures. So he became the face of. Then basically you have the... Um, the holes in his hands, which is wrong, because if you had if you actually crucify someone like this, they'll just fall over. OK, they're crucified through the wrist. That's where they used to because that could support the body weight. So this picture is wrong. The crown of thorns wrapped around the heart. Jesus died with a crown of thorns that represents the sun's rays because that's what it looks like. And the heart outside represents the heart's toroidal field, okay, which is basically... Six feet, right? Yeah. Yes, it comes out six feet. That's why the elites are trying to keep you six feet apart right now. I know that, and see, that's what I believe. You know, we're energetic beings. They feed off our low vibrational energy. It's like they got to keep us down in fight or flight because they can just, you know... It's like they get pleasure. I don't know. Maybe it's anti-aging benefit. I don't know why they feed off it, but it's probably the same thing as the, you know, the adrenalized blood of children. Who knows? Uh, okay, sorry. But you want to know something interesting? They don't even need to feed off of the adrenalized blood of children because you can make it synthetically. Yeah, I know. That's what an EpiPen is, supposedly, right? And we have to be careful. I think that this word gets a strike. But you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, there are uh, synthetic ways to recreate that in a lab. I'm sure they can recreate a lot of stuff in a lab. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, have you heard of the phrase, pride comes before the fall? Of course. All right. You want to explain it to everybody listening? Well, people tell it to me all the time. 
<laughs> I mean, uh, uh, you know, you, you get really proud before your lowest point is probably when you're the most proud. Usually, like, and you're so proud that you can't see that you're about to fall. I guess is the is that like the uh, moral of the story? That's how you take it literally. But in astrotheology, from what I just told you, a group of lines is called a pride. Pride is the lion. The lion is Leo. Leo is in July, August. That comes before the fall. Wow. So he's the lion. So the pride is, okay. All right. That makes sense. Here in the book of Micah, which is my namesake. But you, Bethlehem Ephratah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. However, in Hebrew, Bethlehem is two words in Hebrew. Bet, which means house, and lechem, which means bread. So the house of bread. I just told you the house of bread was Virgo before, the lady with the wheat stalk, the virgin. So the Savior's going to come from a virgin. You see how that's encoded in there? Wow. Wow. I like that, the house of bread. If I ever make any money, I'm going to have the house of bread with the painting of, <laughs> with the painting of Jesus inside of it. Uh, and I like the Virgo, the wheat. So how old is that? So tell me about that, uh, uh, the symbolism of that uh, picture. Which one? The Virgo, the house of wheat, the lady with the Virgo? Uh, yeah. The yeah, what's that from? It's thousands and thousands of years old. I mean, it goes back to at least the caves that I was talking about before because they knew all these signs. Well, this might be too early to ask this question. So do you believe Jesus was the son of God and was a man? Or how does that work? You know, how is Jesus? Well, the idea is, I'm going to keep going through okay. this and I'll show you, but basically cool. um, he is the sun in the sky. It's just yeah. another solar deity. It's just a story of the sun. Yeah, it's a recreation. But keep going. I'm really interested. This is great. I'm sure the Christians are spiraling. Do they hate you, Micah? Do all the Christian people come after you? Um, I, well... They're like Yeshua walked on Earth. Do you, how's they? What do they say? Do they say that he's, he wasn't Jesus? He was Yeshua. Like, what is your biggest uh, hater? What do they come at you with, Micah? They usually don't. I, I, this okay. usually gets accepted really well. I accept. I'm vibing with it. No, it's good. But you know what I mean. There's always going to be people that are ultra. They don't reach out to me. They probably just go in their echo chambers. But I don't. I don't. Nobody reaches out to me. That sounds good. Yeah. And that probably, I put my stuff out there. I say I'm on Facebook and Twitter. You know, I, I tell them I run a, a Facebook group called Mike and Ank into the rabbit hole. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook. I, I don't think I've, I've gotten, I've yet to get somebody give me anything. I, I love it. I love yeah. it. I'm not giving you anything. Keep going. All right. So I told you, the 12 signs. I told you what to look for them. I'm going to read you a passage and I want you to count based on this biblical passage, how many encoded veiled references they make to the Zodiac. Okay. Okay. He gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky ground. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. A lot. I mean, I mean, there's a ton of references. Should I count them? No, I'm just proving a point. Is that okay. it's encoded? And the what one is Jeshurun is that is it, who is that? That's obviously encoded to be Jesus. 
No, Jeshurun was a character in the Bible. These oh, are all shit. characters. None of you'll notice you'll never find <laughs> you'll never find bones or you'll always find artifacts that mention biblical characters. But you'll never find their bones or any actual proof that they were on. Because yeah. this is a the Bible is basically a farmer's almanac. What it for the sky. That's what it basically is. It tells you what to do, when to do it, what stars are related. I'll just keep going. I'll show so you. Keep going. It is definitely a manual. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, there is a very, it's a very important book, but it's like, it's been mis so misconstrued by people for so long. It's like, it's hard to even know what to make of it sometimes. And people will be like, I know exactly what to make of it, but go ahead. All right. So Revelation 4, 7, the first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was like a flying eagle. The first living creature was like a lion, Leo. The second was like an ox, Taurus. The third had a face like a man, Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying eagle. In astrology, the Scorpio scorpion is the belly crawling creature, which is the lowest form of life on earth. Its evolved form is the eagle, and the eagle's evolved form is the phoenix. So the eagle equals Scorpio. So Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, Scorpio are the four fixed signs of the Zodiac. This passage wasn't written accidentally. This is the four fixed signs. You have mutable signs, you have cardinal signs, you have fixed signs. And basically what they do is the Zodiac wheel, if you take the solstices and the equinox, they form a perfect cross through the Zodiac wheel. And that's the cross of God's son. These four form an X like this through that cross. So all it is is basically talking about, um, it's just hidden information. That's all this is. All of these passages are just hidden information. No, I believe it. No, it is. You have to decode it. I mean, this is, this is intense. So, well, explain this. Which month was it that we have to grow again? What month was that? It was Taurus. No, wait, okay. wait, 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 wait. What do you mean grow? Or start, start uh, planting, like start farming. Yeah. Well, which one was it? Didn't you say one is? What doesn't? When does the Bible say we should start planting like vegetables? You plant in Taurus. You see the bull. It makes sense because you see the bull, and then you, you see the bull, in the sky, and then you see the bull on Earth, and then you put the plow on him. Oh, you need the bull. I love cigs uh, when you smoke. I love when people smoke. And you're allowed to smoke weed if you want to smoke weed during the thing. I love when people smoke oh, weed okay. on the show. I'm pro-weed. Um, okay, Micah, but uh, uh, um, what was I going to say? The bull means plow, so that's like the representation of that. So so Virgo is the Virgin Mary. I mean, I'm vibing with a lot of this. This A lot of this makes sense. Uh, so explain Revel. But, hey, another thing is Genesis, the description of Earth, uh, it, it describes it as immovable. What do you think about that, Micah? Do you think that we're flying um, through space, going four different directions? Well, it talks about the firmament, and I explain what the firmament is. What is the firmament? Well, let me get to it. <laughs> okay, 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 go ahead. No rush. Uh, I really, this is a great presentation, and uh, you can take you. as much time as you want. Sorry if I ever seem like I'm rushing you because I get excited. No, not at all, not at all, no. not at all. So, you know the, the story of the... Um, 
the woman and the dragon in Revelation, or you you weren't that religious? Not that religious, you know. I mean, I've read parts of the Bible. I went to Bible study a bunch, but dude, I'm a dumbass kid. I was a high school kid. You know what I mean? I wasn't paying attention to shit. Uh, but I did vibe with it. I mean, I dude, I know there is a creator. I know I have a personal connection with God. I'm not saying I've spoke to God, but I'm just saying I can literally feel a godlike creature in my heart. You know, in the world. You know what I mean? I just don't believe. I agree that. with you. Oh no, I know. I know. I'm just trying to say it's like people want to label God. I don't even know if I could label my connection with God. But and, and I know people that have the way I like to put it. The way I like to put it is this. You're familiar with uh, string theory or M theory? A little bit. But it given tell me what is the string theory that everything explain the string basically theory. It, it, it says that everything is basically we have 11 dimensions plus time is the 12th. OK. OK. So um, and the strings, string theory, is made up of tiny little vibrating strings. And the way they vibrate give, vibrate, give it its taste, its shape, its color, it's everything that we can detect. Okay, that's their, that's their theory. And it works at the Planck level, which is like the smallest possible known level. Okay, so we obviously can't see this, so it's still a theory. But if you look at someone like Hermes or Toth from the Emerald Tablets, you'll know that the third principle of um, of Hermes is the principle of vibration, where everything vibrates. So string theory is only relearning what we've already known for 5,000 years. Well, we're vibrating. I'm constantly vibrating. When we're sleeping, our involuntary movements, we're vibrating like a bumblebee. We don't think about it, but like I'm saying even more than that, we're vibrational, energetic beings, so I, I vibe with that 100%. Yeah. No, I agree with you when it comes to God. My, my point is, is that if we have 11 different dimensions and we don't even know what's going on in the third one, like we don't even know what dark matter is and that takes up how much of the world or how much of the universe? You so know, much. The, That's what they say. And, and I believe there's stuff on this dimension that our, our senses can't tell. You know what I mean? Like, Well, I mean, we only have 1%. What is it? 1% of the audio and visual spectrum that we have it, to our exactly we have very limited spectrum of what we I can mean different see. animals i mean like like an eagle can see like two miles <laughs> exactly I mean, like that. and just look how a crab like i think in one of it you're talking about the crab is a sideways moving thing like just think of i don't know how to explain it but just all these different animals that have different unique features that are unbelievable. I mean, like you look at a, I was looking at a, a duck, you know, it doesn't have arms, but it can fly forever. So even though an animal's less than us, they can do things that are much greater than us. So it's okay. just, it's kind of, you know. 100%. Yeah. I have this theory too. Usually I don't share this with people, but I call it Micah's theory. I'm completely right. convinced that when we discover something, whether it be a, uh, when, when it comes to like an animal, there's only two things that humans are good at doing. They're, they're good at finding ways to have sex with it or cook <laughs> it and eat it. And I stopped eating meat, but I'm not, I'm not, I buy cat food. I'm a cat nut. So I'm actually, you know, I get factory farming. I'm not, but you're right, dude. We just see an animal and we just kill it immediately. If we can't eat it, like it's a pest. Uh, yeah. That is weird. That is, but, but, well, well, are we that good at discovering animals? I mean, are we that good? Have we discovered? I bet there's so many things in the ocean. Like that's where I believe. Oh, you don't even know anything in the ocean. Exactly. But that's my point. Like I believe in a creator, and I do believe in string theory. I do believe in string theory. We don't even know what's in the third dimension. 
You know, I'm not going to presume to understand something that's created. What dim- wait, what? Sorry to cut you off. What dimensions are what dimensions are we in? How do we label this dimension? So it's a, it's technically the fourth density. Okay. Okay. But when you do things like DMT, you... I've done DMT. Okay, so I did DMT for the first time. I guess now it's in 2020, so now it's been over a year. And I actually blasted off. It was an incredible experience. It wasn't very religious, but what I saw was the most like you know when you go to Walmart or your Best Buy. I can't even explain it. I don't even know how you're doing it right now. Well, this is why. This is how I explain it. When I what I saw was the most crystal clear that I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like what I was seeing was more clear than what I could see in real life. So it was like something was seeing from behind my eyes. It's like my eyes weren't working. It was very. It was like I was looking within myself. I guess how I describe it, but yeah, it was awesome. I thought that was awesome. But explain the experience with the DMT, because I know a lot of people that do a lot of DMT, and you don't get that experience as much the more you do it. So maybe that was because I was a DMT bitch ass virgin, but I don't know. I don't know. But I hit it, dude. I hit it hard. I mean, I hit it a bunch. I couldn't because then I kind of chased the dragon. I probably did, probably did like three or four more times that night and blasted off. But not. It was never as, as intense as the for the first one was like. I needed to lie down for 30 minutes. I mean, and then I kind of was trying to do it again. And do How long it. were you in it for? It was like five minutes or so, right? Probably not even a f- I mean, I mean, I was really in it for like a couple minutes. Like I didn't even know. I kind of like came to and I was laying down for it. So uh, I'm saying I was laying down before and after it. So I, I was you're laying down like a couch uh, for a while. So I would say it was like my first blast off session was like five minutes of like feeling something and then kind of 20 minutes of like kind of just euphorically kind of laying there like you're kind of high. But it was it was really cool. I really did. Like I said, I was basically how to describe it. So I was like looking within myself, like what I was seeing was so crystal clear. I wasn't using my eyes to see. It was very weird. Well, that's what they say. That's what near death experiences are. What do you mean? What you're seeing your life before your eyes, I guess. Well, no, when you when you detach from your body when you detach from your body and you still see your surroundings, like you clearly don't have eyes, you don't have ears, but yet you can hear crystal clear and you can see crystal clear better than you could before. Wow. And then what do you think our spirit? So, so like, what do you think then our, then our spirit will go to another dimension? How do, how does that connect? Like, I believe the sun and moon has to have some sort of spiritual thing. Like our soul, I don't know. Somehow our souls are connected to the sun and moon. I feel like personally. Well, that's why everything goes back to sun worship. But everything. is sun worship inherently bad, or is that is that not bad? You it's know just, how they say. I think it's just it, people think it's primitive, but it's not. There's just a lot that we need to rediscover. We go through cycles on Earth. We go through cycles on Earth every twelve thousand years or so. There's like a cataclysmic event that resets us. I believe okay. that. Like, like I, 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 my opinion in 1829 is when we first got photography. I don't think we know much before 1829. I mean, I know they tell us this, but it's just like, who knows? Like, history is his story. You know what and I now, mean? Now, look at it now. Look how, like, with deep fakes and everything, look how, look how impossible it is now. It really is. The technology, you can fake anything this, these days. But you know what I mean? It's like, I, I'm just saying, like, the, the landscape of America, if I didn't see it in a photo, I don't. Like Tartaria, I kind of vibe with that. I don't know. There could have been people here with a whole nicer civilization with Tesla technology. I don't know this. And they, you know, they did a reset. I have no idea. But I know this. I know the population of of the world is, you know, they say 7 billion or whatever. But they can fit in Texas. So there's a lot more room. So there's just more to this story than they tell us. You could fit every person on Earth in Alaska and give them 2,000 square feet. 
Exactly. So there's just a lot more to this earth that we don't know about. There's still a lot of, that's what I'm trying to say. But okay, so Revelation 4 uh, 7, what is this? Then Revelation 12, a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads, 10 horns, and seven crowns on its head. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. The woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in Virgo. So the sun's in Virgo. And if the sun is out, then the moon is down. And if the moon is up, then the sun is down. So if the sun is in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet metaphorically. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. There's a constellation called Draco, which is the dragon. Its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four twelfths of the sign, or one third of the stars out of the sky. They're all metaphors, and they're all just talking about the constellations, the stars, where they're located, and, and such like that. I, I, I think that sounds about right. Uh, uh, keep going. So I've given examples of astrotheology in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. I've been accused of cherry-picking verses from the Bible to prove a point. Let's take a much longer passage and see if we can decode it as well. So this brings us to the book of Job. Are you familiar with the book of Job? Not really, but it's what's well, why is it what's its importance, isn't it? Some shit. It's important. Well, I'll show you. It's basically um basically he's a pious man who has everything in the world that he could want. And Satan comes up to God and says, if you take everything away from this man, he will curse you. And God says, I'll take that bet. You could take away whatever you want. You just can't take his life. So he starts losing things one by one. Finally, Job cries out. He never gives up faith. And then God responds to him. So what I'm going to read you is God's response. Okay. With the decoding as well. So he says, can you lead forth the Maseroth? The Maseroth literally means the Zodiac in Hebrew. So... When he says, can you lead forth the Maseroth, he's asking, do you know your Zodiac? Maseroth over time becomes Mazalot, which survives in Judaism today as Mazel Tov, or good fortune from the stars. So the Lord's challenge to Job. He first says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are two obvious metaphors. Then he says, can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? The constellations are the zodiac above. The bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the Great Bear, and Ursa Minor, part of the Big Dipper. Who can tip over the water jars of heavens? That's Aquarius. Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? That's Leo. Who provides food from the raven? That's the constellation Corvus, which means raven and borders on Virgo. Do you watch where the doe bears her fawn? That's Mriga, meaning deer, and is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkey go free? That's a Salus borealis, which means donkey and is located in Cancer. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? That's Taurus. The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's Lambda Achille or Al Thaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. Do you give the horse its strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side along with the flashing spear and lands. I mentioned before that the spear uh, becomes the bow and the arrow. Um, basically, there's two important murders that happen in the Bible. One is Jesus, where he's finally killed with a spear to his side. And the other would be uh, the first murder, Cain and Abel, where Cain smashes Abel in the head with a rock. However, Cain 
when you translate the name in, from Hebrew, it actually comes out to spear. That's what it means. So the spear is actually um, quite prevalent in this. So then he says, does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? That's Aquila, which is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Finally, he says, can you pull on Levethian with a fish hook? Levethian, the fish god. So that's Pisces, the fish. So basically, God's entire response to Job is nothing but astrology. And then explain, um, what's the connection with the eagle to the phoenix for Jesus? Like, well, explain that. Well, the, the, so that's just astrology, is that um, the Scorpio is the belly crawling creature. So it's the lowest form of life on earth. It's evolved form is the eagle, which is the right. highest. Whoa, whoa. That, so that's the, the scorpion represents the lowest form, like the lowest animal is a scorpion. Yes. So, so, so like, I guess you shouldn't feel that bad when you like step on a spider, I guess. Yeah. Something to that. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? They're just lowest on the totem pole, you know, like, or are they the same realm as a roach, I guess, but they're just more significant. Probably that's why they use them as a symbol. And as far as the phoenix goes, you have this bird that is born and it's completely on fire, like Jesus, who is the sun, is on fire. And then it dies and then it's reborn from its ashes, just like the sun does every single year, December 21st to December 25th. Exactly. Okay. So, but, but, so tell me this. Uh, um... What's the eagle, though? How is Jesus represented by the eagle? Why does that represent Jesus? I always say that one, too. No, he's not. He's not represented oh. by it. Oh, he's not. Okay, I thought I might have heard that. So the eagle is no representation of... No. So is the, pho the phoenix is, obviously, you just said that, but the eagle's not. Okay, okay, good. Thanks for the clarification. I thought the eagle was one of the symbols of Jesus for some reason. Well, like, like, well, then why then why do they use the eagle for the occultic symbology of America? Isn't there some... What's a psyop or the... Symbology well, of the eagle. eagle. Have you ever superimposed the phoenix over the eagle? It's the same thing. I know, but why do they like that? Like they they say there's a, an occultic reason why America chose the bald eagle as their national bird, but I don't know if that's true. You know, you can make a conspiracy on anything, but have you ever heard that? Like there's some sort of like Freemasonry symbology of the eagle that means something, not just the phoenix, but the actual bald eagle. I know. You didn't know that. Okay, no problem. So basically. We had questions at the beginning, how Jesus was able to heal the blind. Well, if Jesus is the son, S-O-N of God, and he's a human, when the blind man came up to him, he put his fingers on the blind man's eyes, and then he was able to see. But the sun, when it comes up from the darkness, it touches your eyes, and then suddenly you have sight again. You can see. It's not dark out anymore. How he walked on water. Um, same thing as a sunset walking on the lake. You could see the sun walking on water, how he turned water into wine. Um, there is a, how do I explain this one? This one's actually pretty, pretty fun to explain. Um, the, reason, <laughs> the reason God is considered a man and earth is considered mother earth a woman is because of God's sacred fluid, his reign. In Hebrew, it's called shemen. And we get the word semen from semen? it. Yeah, okay, so it's literally God's come, basically, excuse my language. Yeah. God's what it is, metaphorically, it hits Earth, and then basically it impregnates Mother Earth, and then from her belly, everything grows. So basically, you have Taurus, which is when you plow, that's April showers bring May flowers, that's Taurus. And then what happens is 
Uh, it just rains and rains and rains, and then the grapes grow slowly, and then it continues to rain, and then the grapes finally grow. You press them and turn them into wine. That's how you turn the original water into wine. Oh, wow. So you're using God's rain. That's why. Oh, I see. That's a symbology. Hey, well, what do you go through this? What about the moon phases in the Bible? Do they talk about the the the, uh, the symbology of the moon phases, or is that not? Um, I haven't really gotten into that, to be honest, but I do know that um, can't, the moon is the ruling planet of cancer and yeah. the moon rules over women. I mean, it's a 28-day cycle, just like women. Exactly, just like women. And there's 13 28-day cycles a year. You know, that, that creates 364 days. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. That's there's something to that, you know what I mean? That's like such there's something really important to that. I don't know that women's cycles. People think women have a period once a month. It's twelve periods. No, it's thirteen. It's just mm -hmm. weird. Something's going on there. I'd really yeah. like to know. And also the uh, we're what seventy or ninety percent water. The moon controls the tide of the oceans. You know the moon. We're human. You know we're we're all water. You know the moon controls us. Well, I think the moon controls us because it gives us negative energy. The sun gives us positive energy and the flow of, of negative energy. Well, that's the idea of Walter Russell talking about electromagnetism. Everything yeah, is because it's, it's full of salt water. You know, that's why I believe it's a conductive. That makes sense. So why he had 12 disciples, each one of them are, each one of the disciples are one sign. Judas is Scorpio, as I brought it up before. I'm not going to go into the other 11, but... No, but uh, I like that. Though. Judas is a Scorpio, and that's the lowest. And But Judas, so before he killed Jesus, I didn't know in the Bible, he kissed him on the cheek, and what does he say? Like, I love you, Lord, or some shit like that? Is that no, like he the just, ultimate? He said something to that effect, and then yeah. two Romans came I've in. heard that, yeah. And that's when they got him. Yeah, I've heard that story now. Now, yeah. thinking about it, I've heard that story. And then you have why he was betrayed by, with a kiss by Judas. We went over that. Why he was dead for three days. We went over that. Why his birthday is on December 25th. We went over that. And um, let me see here. I think it's just froze. Shit. Yeah, we got time. It'll be okay. Let's see, hopefully it's not my computer. That happens all the time. You know, when we're doing all this technological stuff, it's a pain in the ass. But Micah, uh, how does this fit in, though? So, like, what about in the Torah and, like, in uh, the Quran? How do those books match up astrotheologically? So I mean, I know that's a lot. You probably haven't read the Quran a bunch, but you know what I mean. No, I've given you the – I've given you phrases from the Old Testament and phrases from the New Testament. My book series goes into it way deeper. Um but basically, um, the Quran is the same way too. It's all about the really, sun. yeah. It's, really, it's all, it's all the same. The three major religions in the world—it's all the same. That's all they are. And that makes sense because isn't that the same story kind of regurgitated? But what about like, and I'm not vibing with Bill Maher, but you know they say Nimrod is the story of Jesus, and they say you know there's all these different stories of Jesus. What do you think about that in the Bible? Oh yeah, it's all the same stuff. I mean, have you ever seen Zeitgeist? Yeah, of course. But see, this is what I believe is going on. Is you know, I believe the people, the evil cabal that rule the world, is the new world order, for lack of a better word, because we got to generalize them. Um, they believe in uh, Genesis chapter eleven, verse nine. You flip it; that's nine eleven. You know, that's the story of the Tower of Babel. Is they want us all under one ruler so that they can build a kingdom to defeat God. 
And that ruler would be here on earth and it would be like metaphorical Satan, the person they worship. So like, that's why I believe that they want to transgender everybody. And that's why they want to basically just, you know, vaccinate, you know what I mean? They just, they want to keep us in a low vibrational state, a constant state of fight or flight. And I think that's for their mission is to have us under, and once they get that one rule, like Nimrod, they think that they'll actually be able to defeat God on earth. I mean, that would. What mean, do you think? That would mean that they'd be taking the Bible literally. Yeah, I don't know. I just like that story. You know, I mean, I think that make. Well, I think that's a good symbology of the new world order. Do you believe in the idea of a new world order that there's people? I do. To... There's too much evidence to say there's not, but there's just so much out there that I think it's just disinfo. There is a lot, and I'm a victim of a lot of it. I'm the king of all conspiracy. I get a lot of disinfo myself. I, I'm a I'm a data junkie. I'm a researcher. I, I I walk every day six miles, and I usually do a research an hour and a half, something new. Not that that's enough time, but I do a lot more research on that than I did in freaking college. Something wrong with the uh, yeah? It's just not act. It's just it's acting up. It's fine. I mean, I could take a few questions. You want you don't you want to take some calls? Can we take some calls? Come on, let's take some calls. People would love it. We've only been doing an hour. People would love to ask some questions. Here, let me invite some people. I okay, hold on. Let me do this. Exit. We're gonna go. Hold on, I gotta click here. And so you're in New York, so it's a little later. You guys gotta give you know a mic a break. It's late, so we're not gonna go all night. But I'm sure some people will have some questions. Okay, let me. Twitch account. Mike, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming here this evening on such short notice. And, dude, you have so many shows. You're the king of all shows, dude. Nobody's been on many shows as you, Micah. Uh, how do you book so many? People find me now. I know. I found you. I'm just saying, like, I don't know how you have the time to do it all. You know what I mean? I just... You're a very busy man. You 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 burn that fuel. Okay, hold on. Let's do show invite link. Oh shoot. All right, if you guys want to come on, I put it I put it in the chat. Uh, I pinned it. Anybody? I'm sure there's some people that have some questions. I'm sure the Zoom will come up. If you guys want to come on and ask Micah and I a question, and of course we got to be respectful. I'm sure there's some. Christians are going to be like Jesus. So, so you don't believe Jesus was a man that walked on earth, no, obviously. Not at all. Yeah. What about so Noah? What about the flood? How does that work? How does the flood? Everybody work had out? a flood story. There was a flood. There was <laughs> a flood here on earth. There was a flood. If you look at the, um, if you look at things like the Sphinx, it was underwater. The Sphinx. Yeah. Was so what do you mean? Do you tell me the Sphinx that they knew that? So that you're telling me there was such a flood that the Sphinx was underwater at one point. It was because they, when they excavated it, they found that there was, uh, it was water eroded on the back of it, like the back end of the Sphinx. It was water eroded, and um, well, but didn't they, they say it was rain or some shit? Probably. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate. They're not going to. Well, how are you going to get a flood without that? Well, I believe there's a flood. I'm a flood. Hey, didn't you post something about the Book of Enoch? You know, I'm really into the Book of Enoch and Nephilim and giants. How does that work? How, we, we can how do that another time, but basically that's the same thing. I can decode it the same way. What do you mean, though? Like like uh, the Book of Enoch, so you believe that's an authentic book? Uh, everything about that's authentic? 
You know, because then they find the Dead Sea Scrolls. What's the story of, of Enoch again for the people at home? Um, see, I look at it as just an astrology book, too. You know, I don't like I. There's just stories of giants and then the sons of man and then. Oh, oh so you don't believe there's ever giants here? You don't think there's ever some huge. No, I know there were giants here. Yeah. There were definitely giants here. Yeah, because they say there's some in the Smithsonian, is what they say. Mm-hmm. So we know, okay, but but well, tell me a little more about Enoch. We don't have to go that deep, but give us the Enoch thing. We, I'm really interested. I want to know about the, the the connection to Enoch. That's something I'm interested in. Um, basically, I've gone through the Book of Enoch, and I was able to decode it with astrology, with the twelve signs and the keys that. Um, just the keys that I've been giving you, you know, and I was able to decode it. We could do, it, it would take me like an hour to do, the, or maybe not an hour. It would take me like maybe, I don't know. It would take me a while to go through it with you, but we could do it another time for sure. You got to come on again because I'm really interested in the book of Enoch. I actually want to know uh, because, you know, there's there's so much symbology in that, I believe, that describes the world, but I don't know what the, you know, I don't know what the deal is with it. Um but I know it's an important book. I do know that. Let me turn on my autofocus. Uh, uh, my camera's going crazy. Okay, Micah, but don't, you can't go. I know it's late. I'm surprised nobody's calling in. There's we got 151 people watching just on YouTube, and I'm surprised nobody's calling in, Micah. They don't want to. I, I, what I'm saying is, I'm surprised there aren't some Christians that are like, Jesus is a man that walked on earth, and you're wrong. Like, I cannot believe it. They are not. Nobody's coming out to say it. So. It looks like a lot of people are vibing with you, and I'm not for the Christians that are listening and be like, "Don't label me as a guy that believes Micah." I'm not saying that either. Uh, I'm a Libra, so what is the symbolism of that? And then I'm a Libra Jesus? too. Wow! See, we connect. October eighth is my birthday. What about yours? September twenty sixth. Wow! Very different Libras, though. We're like opposite of the Libra spectrum. Uh, okay, but explain. So, so like. Let's talk about uh, astrological signs in the Zodiac real quick. Are you really into the Zodiac? Like, how did you kind of figure out the connection of the Zodiac with this? Um, I came across, there were some guys out there named, uh, there was two guys, Jordan Maxwell and Santos Bonacci, that were teaching this kind of stuff. And I studied it for a long time, and they really explained the 12 signs and what to look for. And um, eventually, after like six to eight months of studying, like three, four hours a day, I was able to start opening the Bible and decoding it this way, which is where it is. You know, this is where all the information's at. I'm typing something right now. Come ask a question. I got. I just put the link in D Live. If you guys, anybody on D Live, would like to come on. No, it, it, you have to come on through Zoom. I put the Zoom link. It's, it's tagged at the top of the YouTube, and it's on the D Live. I'm sure somebody wants to come on. You know, but Mike, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to come on, I want to come on, and then they don't come on, which I don't blame them. I know it's it's annoying. I like to call into shows and harass people sometimes because I'm kind of a troll myself, so I actually like trolls. But hey, next time, Micah, we, do this, next time we do this, you better call me earlier. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll sit down for two hours. We'll do another one. I want to do the Book of Enoch. I'll have you on like next week. Uh, you know what I can do is I'll do um, I'll do the rest of my presentation if I can get it up. 
And then that'll be probably about like 25 minutes or so. And then we'll do um, the Book of Enoch. We can knock it all out. Okay, cool. We'll stay on a few more minutes. Hold on. I think we're about to, somebody's for sure going to call. I think I got a text message saying they want to call in. But so, Micah, you're in New York. What What's going on now? Like, we can't only talk about, you know, so much of the, the Roan dog. I get suspended for medical misinformation. But it's like you, you're into Beneath the Veil. Explain the series. Give us like an overview of the series because I know it's multiple books. But like, you know, why somebody I would like him to go buy it. They're selling it on Amazon. Is that correct? Uh, Beneath the Veil? Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's uh, Beneath the Veil is the first book. If you type in Micah Dank in Amazon, my books will come up. The series is called Into the Rabbit Hole. I have four of them out so far. It's a six-book series, and you can definitely get it on Amazon. I'm going to go whole screen. All right, we have somebody on, it looks like. Now if I can just make my screen smaller. Yeah, it's on Amazon. It's... Uh, Beneath the Veil is the first book. You type in my... Hey, you got to turn off your audio. You got to turn off your audio. Hello, Alex. Yes, sir. So, so, hi, my Romanian friend. How are you doing, my friend? Welcome to the Conspiracy <laughs> Castle. You're on with uh, Micah Dank. What's going on, my brother? Hello, Micah. I've just called because I hear you, Alex, starting to talk about the 13 mounts, and I wanted to bring a bit of awareness uh, on that one. The old Chinese calendar was following the moon phases. So basically, each calendaristic month, month was a, a complete moon phase cycle. And basically, this has total logic because how they will compose a calendar if by not looking at signs. And one of the most obvious cycle was the moon cycle, the moon phases well, cycle. The Jews, uh, the Jews have a lunar calendar. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they have something called Rosh Chodesh, which is the first. I think it's like yeah. the first day after the new moon. That's what and they it, the months on. And it makes total sense. And also, we are very influenced by the moon cycles. So why the hell will have a twelve moon twelve month calendar if there are thirteen cycles? And we were all teached that the thirteen, uh, the number thirteen, it's a unlucky number. Hmm, maybe is not. <laughs> so maybe thirteen is a really lucky number because I've always kind of thought thirteen is a lucky number personally. The reason thirteen is an unlucky number is it goes back to the Knights Templar. It goes back to October thirteenth, thirteen oh seven, when the Knights Templar were basically purged. That's why we have a Friday the thirteenth. Because it was Friday the 13th. That's why 13 is unlucky. It goes back to that. And if there are 13 months in a year, there are also 13 zodiacal signs. That's not true. That's not true. First of all, no? Ethiopians still have a 13-month calendar. Okay. Okay, the Ethiopians have a 13-month calendar. They have 12 months of 30 days and one month of five days. In fact, the Ethiopian Bible still has the Book of Enoch in it. Wait, 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 but, slow down. But, Why did they... You can go ahead, go ahead, uh, uh, my friend. They have 13 months, but they're not following the moon cycles? No. Oh, okay, so I'm Why? not interested that, in that one. That, no, that's, that's, <laughs> I know, that's very weird. So they do 12 months of 30 days, and then a month of five days. What is that, just the free month, I guess? That's their, like, leap month or whatever? Well, we have 365 days. So, yes, that's what they do. 
But there's other calendars out there that are wacky besides theirs. You have like the Jewish calendar, which is uh, every, you know how we have a leap day every four years? Yes. Every four years, the Jewish calendar has a leap month. Uh-huh. But I, I do not see the, why will someone create a calendar that is not following an obvious cycle? Because for whatever reasons, they've changed it along the way. I, I, I want to say that the reason is to take us out of balance with nature, because we could have manage our time completely different when we were synchronized with the moon cycles. Because right. well, that's why we have a Monday. The Monday is the moon day. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it, everything is encoded in words. Language is... All right, hey, hey, I want to bring on. No, please stay on. Uh, so, so, Mr. Anderson, welcome, dude. I was dropping some gravy that you taught me. I, I was talking to a Freemason. I was like talking about the Blue Lodge and is he a traveler and all this stuff. The guy's eyes got huge. And to the two people in the chat, Caitlin and Spence, I'm going to let you guys both in. Hold on, let me talk to Anderson for a few minutes, and I'm going to let them in too. So, Mr. Anderson, what do you think about uh, Micah tonight? Or are you vibing with him or not vibing with him? Um, I, I like all information as far as people trying to find truth. You know what I mean? I came in kind of late, though. I came in like 20 minutes ago or something. It was when we were talking about Jesus being just an astrological figure. That's um, exactly that's what his whole presentation was. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, you so, got you to gotta go back and see it. So my, I'll go back and watch it for sure because um, I'm familiar with the Zodiac stuff because like 20 years ago, I started studying religion and realized that most of it has a astrological origin and all that. And at least, at least have been shaped into them. My question is, so it sounds like you believe there was no literal person named Jesus or that they're calling Jesus. Like not the right. he's, he's, a, he's a sun deity. So, in my experience, the Catholic Church was created by Gnostic Pharisees, mm-hmm. as far as what I've researched, and there's they worship the sun, right? There's sun worship. Do you agree well, that original Christians before before Constantine united everything in literal Christianity in 325 AD, Christians were called Heliognostics, and that literally means sun worshippers. That's what Christians were called up until that time where that happened. And then in 325, they turned it into a literal Christianity, which is a literal. You don't think that the followers of, you don't think that the Gnostics tried to appeal to the Christians with Gnosticism and it got rejected. Then they had to come back and do covert Gnosticism. It could have been a combination of both paganism too. But do you agree that the Catholic church were some worshipers? The Catholic Church. You have access to a computer right now? Besides I do. It's been messing up like crazy, but it let me on D Live. That's how I was able to get to the link. Read look up the cat look up the Roman Catholic Catechism two one one six. Two one tell you everything you need to know. But what what does it say in there? It just basically tells you that astrology is crap and you should never follow it because it has no bearing to it. You should just worship God alone. But my my point is, though, as far as the Jesus thing and Jesus not being an actual person, I would say, and this is just my opinion, you know what I mean, based on what I've researched, 
I would say that there was a real person that they're calling Jesus, but the Catholic Church forged forged him into a zodiac deity, forged him into a solar deity, in essence. Do you think so there was a real person? Trinity, the Trinity, and the whole December twenty fifth, all that stuff is classic mystery school philosophy, right? They, the Catholic Church was a mystery school that basically turned Jesus into it. You're saying that it, from the get, it was a solar deity, though, know, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, as far as like in Judea, what they call Judaism now is basically Phariseeism, and they operate from the Talmud. Mm-hmm. As far as mainstream Judaism, and in the Talmud, they bash Jesus a lot, or what? Not the literal word Jesus, but the the figure who we're talking about. My question has always been, why bash somebody and have so much hatred for someone that didn't exist? There's a story that just came out today about a Kenyan lawyer who is suing Israel and Italy for killing Jesus. That's random. Okay. So the reason I bring that up is because people believe what they want to believe. People are going to believe what they want to believe. There was a literal person. Look, I'm open to the idea that there was a person who they molded the stories on, but the stories are so, they just follow all the other deities. And I agree. Right. So it's just kind of definitely have Zodiac. It's a Zodiac deity in the Gospels. I would agree with that. Right. So that's what I think. But that was that was my main question was, and that's something that's been fundamental for me because I've spent a lot of time on the Bible and researching the Bible. I'm not an expert or anything like that, but I've spent a pretty significant amount of time on it. And that's always been a fundamental question of mine because according to Judaism, they he was like this self painting Jew eventually or whatever, even though the word Jew is kind of made up in modern times, but they're basically saying that he was a rabbi that was doing all these witchcraft spells and stuff. And that's why he was able to do these feats and everything. So it's, right, but I mean, I went over him like walking on water, turning yeah. water into wine, why he was dead for three days. I, I mean, I went up, did you see that part of it? I didn't, but I, I agree with the three-day thing being the sun because December 21st, it stops moving outwards. Right. And it's reborn and starts its path in. So that's that's classic Zodiac worship. The idea of being reborn three days later. I agree with that. My question was just specifically, it sounds like you're open to a person, but you're you're denying that there's there was somebody actually doing miracles and stuff like that, that there was just a regular man that they fashioned a Zodiac deity out of. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I see what you're saying. That was my main question. I know it's pretty hardcore. Uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, Christians don't like that, Micah, you know, because they're like, you know, you're, you're saying that Jesus isn't real. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure people do people give you kickback on shows or you I guess you said not really, not really. Man. 
Well, Christians are usually pretty laid back people, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, but I liked how you said the connection of the Quran was a sun book too. But he actually thinks, uh, uh, Mr. Anderson, he actually thinks that the Quran and the Torah are both sun books or both uh, astrological books as well. Is that true? Yeah, I would I would call Islam like a moon cult and Catholicism a sun cult to oversimplify it. Yeah. Really? Wow, I like yes. that oversimplification. That's why there are, you'll see a lot of mosques and not a lot, but sometimes they're paired together like that. To me, it's like the reverse. It's another mystery school, but with the male and feminine and reversed in Islam. Well, they always have the star shining through the moon is like their main symbol. So that is, you know, that is moon right there. Uh, you know, yep. the the crescent moon with the star shining through it. Because all wow. of that came from a moon cult. It was a moon cult. And it's a lot more complex than that, obviously, but it's obviously Zodiac. They do, they have the black cube of Saturn and they're doing concentric circles around it, like the rings of Saturn. Yeah, that's what they, yep, yep, yep. And the Jews have the, the block, the, the, the black the cube. The black cube, the cube of Saturn. Mm -hmm. That's because Saturn, and this this will really make Christian power, I'm sure, but Saturn is L otherwise known as El Shaddai. And El is the father of Yahweh and Baal, technically. Not in a simple sense, but those Hebrew deities like Baal Hadad, Baal, or Baal, or however you call it, Yahweh, yeah. they're all lightning gods. They're all Hebrew lightning gods. And the big daddy is uh, El, or Saturn. And so... You could, so Saturn, sorry, Saturn is above Yeshua. Is that what you Saturn's the god of Judaism and Catholicism, to put it bluntly. Yep. But what's the symbol of Saturn? So you're saying Saturn, the thing we see in the sky, is what they actually worship? Is what you're well, saying? It's, it's esoterically, like esoterically, supposedly Saturn was the original sun, the bigger and badder sun, and at one point it exploded out in eight cardinal directions, and there's a lot behind it. A lot, half of it. Who knows could be bs but they the thing about these occult beliefs and these religions is that there's so many layers there's more power the more layers they put behind something including symbology so that's why sometimes it looks like people are crying wolf when they're so-called conspiracy theorists because they're saying oh it's this oh it's that well it can be multiple things oh wait what just happened hold on well you might have turned yourself off but we're still we're still live. You're still there, Micah. I know you seem like your your your. I hope your energy levels are okay. You know, Mr. Anderson has all the the gravy. What do you think about what's the symbolism of like uh, Freemasonry and their? You know how they have like the uh, the sun and moon and you know they travel from east to west. What do you think about that? Before Mr. Anderson tells us what, what is that symbology, um, Micah? I haven't put much thought to that. To be honest well, with they, Mr. Anderson, will tell us what is the explain this. Why do they like that in the in those lodges? Like, what does that represent? Uh, well, I've, I forgot more than I remember, but uh, yeah, it's coming but from you know that, darkness. It's from from darkness to light. That's a classic theme, and it's modeled after the sun. Like the whole, like I was saying before, the circumambulation ritual where they mimic the path of the sun, the right hand path, the right hand towards the center. That way, you're going the correct way. You're going west by way of the south, and it's it's all it's all allegory because with um, these esoteric communities, it's about 
light represents the human intellect because you can become God by any means necessary through the human intellect. So the ultimate representation of the human intellect is the sun. That's why it's a powerful symbol for them. And maybe some citizens think they're worshiping the sun, but esoterically it's a representation of the ultimate human intellect. It's Luciferianism. What do you think about that, Micah? I would have to agree with that. Okay, what about the Book of Enoch, do you, Mr. Anderson? What do you think about the Book of Enoch? So that's a lot. I think it's clearly astrological. And to me, it's always been kind of Gnostic beliefs, even if it was, even because the Dead Sea Scrolls seem to be a hoax. I'm not totally positive about that. But even then, they claim that Enoch was written in like 400 BC or something. The The thing about the the Old Testament for me is, you, you know how like in flat earth debates, people will debate about Aristophanes or Erastines or whatever his name is and different Greek writers, how we don't even know if they really existed and there's no primary references for those Greek writers. We don't even there, know Shakespeare existed. Primary right reference, there. not one primary source for any of these Old Testament books, not one. We have primary references for Egyptian stuff, Sumerian stuff, and uh, Babylonian stuff, but we do not have a single, not one primary source for Old Testament stuff. What I'm saying is a lot of that stuff could have been backwritten by the Hellenized Jews is what I'm saying. Micah, you seem to agree on that. What do you think about that, the Hellenized? No, I'm, I'm just letting them go. This is, I like it. <laughs> I know he's got all the good stuff. No, I know Mr. Anderson's got it all. I just I like it. So so the book of Enoch though, I've always thought it seems like the Dead Sea Scroll story though was kind of bunk to me. You know what I mean? What do you think about that, Mr. Yeah. Anderson? Well it's kind of it's it's kind of like giving validation. Like, for example, King David, right? In Israel, they're trying to like find proof of King David and all this stuff. It kind of goes behind that in validating and trying to give primary reference. This is not primary reference, but it's trying to get closer to that. I don't know, it's it's a difficult thing because they say with the Ethiopians that they had it in there the whole time. And that's where it's at is to learn more about the Ethiopian Orthodox, I think. Yeah, what's well, so important? Didn't you just talk about the Ethiopian calendar? Wasn't that just you, Micah, saying they had the yeah. weird calendar? Yeah. So how is that? How are we both talking about Ethiopia? We never talk about Ethiopia on the show, and now we got two different guys making represent, uh, uh, references because you to up Ethiopia. Enoch. It's it's uh, it's going to be tied together with Enoch because they still have it in their canon. They still have Book of Enoch in their canon, in Ethi Ethiopian Orthodox. So what is that? The first is that is that before Genesis? How does or how does or is it after? How does it? They get claim in? it was written before Genesis, but that's what I'm saying. They even claim that it was written in 400 BC, but if it was written in 400 BC, how was it written before Genesis? And if Genesis was written by Moses, how is Moses later on in other books writing about his own funeral? <laughs> it's, See, it's weird. For me, well, what about Jesus? Hey, what, what about the Trinity? Go into the Trinity, because I, I, I was listening to Owen's stream for a minute, and he was going into it, but I didn't listen to the whole thing. Like, how is... Jesus, the son of God, if it says he sits to the right hand of God, like how can you sit to the right hand of yourself? Trinity is classic mystery school philosophy. It's in Babylon. It's in Egypt with Isis and 
Horus or sorry, in Osiris, and then Semiramis in uh, Nimrod. It's in the sun, Tumuts or whatever. That's classic. Um, I think it comes from sacred geometry myself, but that's very debatable. I would assert that it's mystery school philosophy, and that's why the mystery schools running Catholic, the Catholic Church put it into there. Mary's basically Semiramis, like straight up. Why? The Mary well, Church is Semiramis of Babylon. The Catholic Church is? The Catholic, the, the Mary. See, I, thought the, I thought the Jesuits were like basically satanic, were like basically taken over and it's like a Luciferian. Wait, well, no, Luciferian. so Ignatius, he went and prayed to the Black Virgin of Montserrat, which is Asherah, Semiramis of Babylon. He prayed to her for three days and dedicated his entire life to her before he started his work. So these people that ran the Catholic Church were no different than Babylonians. To put it straightforward, they're Gnostic Babylonian Jews that created the Catholic Church, straight up. <laughs> Semiramis. Well, I believe it because, I mean, I mean, Jesus came from, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Jerusalem. I mean, Jesus was a Jew. I mean, doesn't everything based on ground Christianity have to come from well, Judaism? I mean. That's kind of a misnomer. He wasn't a Jew. Okay. The word Jews kind of made up in 1775. I think the first attempt at it was Wycliffe in the 1300s when he put GYU trying to name the person who was from the Judea. But a Judeaite is different than a Jew. A Jew is kind of made up like a few hundred years ago. So it's kind of a semantic thing almost when you talk about was Jesus a Jew, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like not it was a made up like 200 and something years ago. Do you think they made that up to be anti-Semitic, to be anti-Jew? Well, they made Judaism and Jew up. It's um, it's just another word for Phariseeism. In the days of Jesus, they were called Pharisees. They were There was Pharisees and what do you call the other one? Hmm. But the Pharisees came from Babylon. They adapted their religion to Babylon. Right. So that's like Baal, Baphomet, all those Babylonian gods. Is those are Pharisees? Well, ba Baal is a uh, Hebrew. Yes, I'm gonna have to hop off. Okay. Well, yeah. real quick before you go, Michael, let me give you a proper outro. I want to say thank you for coming on the show. Uh, did you enjoy yourself? Did you like the Conspiracy Castle? Yeah. Your Yelp review. I want a Yelp review right now. Yelp review. It was fantastic. Okay. Well, that's not a very thank good you Yelp review. You're not. You're not a great Yelp reviewer, but hey, Micah, you crushed it. I really enjoyed your presentation, and you had you left a lot on the table to perform. You left a lot of your performance out of your presentation, for lack of a better word. So I got to have you back on. Um, yes. I'm, I'm going to talk to Mr. Anderson here for a minute, so I'm going to let you go. Tell them where they can find you, at Real Mr. Dank on Twitter, if you guys want to go talk and tweet at uh, Micah. And you can also find Beneath the Veil. That's Michael's book on Amazon.com. And what else uh, do you want to plug, Micah, before you go? That's it. I'm on, I'm on Facebook, too. You could find me at Micah Dank. And, um, again, I have, uh, I have a six-book series. Four of them are out. So you just look up Into the Rabbit Hole on Amazon. And tell us some of the interviews you're looking forward to right before you go that you have coming up. Oh. I actually can't right now. <laughs> no problem. Well, you got a bunch of interviews. You sent me, I'm just saying, you guys keep your eye out. What I'm trying to say is 
Keep an eye out for Mike. I've been, out, I've been out on like 70 different interviews. Oh, I know. You've been on a bunch. I'm just saying, if you guys are in the conspiracy world, you're going to see Micah again. So, you know, I just want to give you guys a heads up and keep an eye peeled. And uh, Micah, thank you for being on the Conspiracy Castle, my friend. Uh, have thank a good evening. Appreciate you answering my question, man. And hey, Jack- thank you. I'll let you guys back to it. Peace. And there's some people waiting to get in here. I'll let them on. I'll let them in. Okay, Spence. Let's let Spence on. It's Spence and Spence, you're on with Mr. Anderson, the man, the myth, the legend, the boss hog. Spence, what do you got for us tonight? You, you've come on off and on. I appreciate you being patient. What up? What up? How we doing, everybody? How you doing? We're man? doing. We're doing good. What's up? Nice. I'm just driving up on the highway, going up to uh, uh, like Elk Grove area. I wanted to ask that guy, but I guess he's he's done for the night. Um, oh shit! Is he, is he round or flat? I don't know. He didn't say. He didn't say. I don't know. He never said. Gotcha. I don't know. Okay, so yeah, I wanted. To, I told uh, him I was. But I, I mean, him. I mean, go ahead. You want to agree with him on? I'm interested. Sorry. Yes. Please go ahead. Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, I wanted to agree with him on a, a few things. Um, you know. Da Vinci and, you know, a couple of those guys were definitely around at the exact same time as Cesare Borgia. And, uh, you know, if you even just look at the name of Cesare, um, we can go, we can just start going right to Caesar and Caesar and Cazar and Cazarians and Cesarians. And if you read books that were written around that time by like Andrea Palladio, for example, it's, they, they always start by sucking the dick of whoever is king. So, you know, it started like, oh, for the glory of Cesare and all this stuff, you know. Anyway, so that could be something where, you know, possibly they wrote into history Julius Caesar and stuff like that. Um, but I think probably he's right. I don't know if he, I didn't want, I, you know, I came in a little bit later, but I, he's probably right if he claimed that, uh, da Vinci painted uh, Cesare as, um, you know, the Christ figure. Um, however, um, so that Christ that figure. Not, wait, so, so so that Christ figure that's painting that was Cesare. That was not Jesus. Is that is that the psyop? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I just you I don't know, know that but but da that Vin- but that's that's the conspiracy is that Da Vinci actually painted not Jesus. He painted somebody, and it probably could have been Cesare because they do look similar. And that was the same exact time period when, when Catholicism was hijacked um, by Rodrigo Borgia. I mean, the whole story with Borgia, Pope Alexander the Sixth, is that they, you know, they blackmail—they didn't blackmail—they they they paid off a bunch of people in a really clever way during the uh, cardinal, the you know, the papal elections. Um, they, they actually, so the story goes was, you know, you know how they're there and they're in, in the Cardinal College or whatever for like five days until they can choose, they, you know, they get the unanimous vote. So okay. they were, they were essentially, um, you know, Rodrigo is up there and they're all locked in, and, but he has a pigeon. And so he's sending notes to Cesare and then Cesare is down in the kitchen and he, he's telling the cooks to put little, you know, little notes into the, the chicken of whoever's, 
you know, whoever, whoever they need to whip for the vote, right? And then eventually, so they're promising them all this land as long as you vote for Rodrigo and that type of thing. So anyway, they take it over, and and uh, Cesare, as the bastard son, was looked down upon by Rodrigo for a while. So he ha- he was insanely motivated, um, and he ended up doing some incredible, you know, feats and battles and all that stuff. And you know that could be written into history as well. Uh, you know, if you play like the Assassin's Creed games or you read the or, or you watch the um, the Borgia series on Netflix, you kind of get get an idea. And who knows if that's all completely true, you know what I mean? But what, what is, what's interesting to point out is that I think uh, Micah would agree that the Bible was obviously, you know, tampered with during that time. Um, and the fact that we don't have primary documents readily accessible doesn't mean that they don't exist. Um, I, you know, I don't know if he's aware of the thousand years of fabricated history, which is directly to do with Iessa, who is... Tell me about the know, thousand years. No, go into the thousand years of... the. the just, you repeat what you just said, Spence. Right. So if you look at, if you look at books, um, even printed to this day sometimes out of England, um, when they refer to 1800 or 1700, whatever... Sometimes they'll put an I-600 to, to signify 1600. And if you look at photos of the Vatican archives, for example, or many other ancient books, um, the, the genuine ones all state, uh, they all have, you know, I-600, I-700, I-800. And that, that has to do with in the year of the kingdom of Iessa, 600. You know, I, 600, 700, 800, and so on. So, but what happened, at, you know, whenever there was some kind of reset going on, um, eventually the, all the maps changed and suddenly they weren't using the I anymore. There was a J being used for a while. And by the way, that's why the stylization of the I and the J is similar in the, uh, you know, Latin and Italian languages when you look at some of these some of these old things. It's kind of like an S and an F, you know, that type of thing. Um, So anyway, so what happened was the kind of Roman, Britannic, you know, British Empire, imperial type of schools and everything and monasteries where they were, uh, you know, recopying all these books, they got the directive by probably by some kind of papal decree um, you know, to just copy the books as if it's, you know, 1600 or, you know, 1700 instead of I-600 or I-700. So, so they added the a thousand? That, what, did they add a thousand yeah. years? Or Okay, so they added a thousand years to make it a thousand years older. Yeah, and the reason for that is because, you know, I don't know who started that idea. It, it, it could have been run through the Jesuits or some other group, um, but... The reason for that is because you can you can steal a country that way. You can you can say, listen, our history actually goes back a thousand years older than you than you your your primitive group was here for, and we've actually been running it the whole time. Here's the records, and you can show the people the records, and then just sort of you know force people to burn their books, and before you know it, history has been totally rewritten and 
influence of, you know, this kind of elite group of Vatican, you know, College of Cardinals has, you know, has entitled themselves to access all of your income and, 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 and they, then they can set up a government in your, in your country, wherever it is. And they were doing this all over the world. That's what the, the whole idea of the, uh, you know, Roman Britannic Empire was all about, essentially. Well, uh, well, I did the same thing when I got my fake ID because I wanted to be uh, five years older so I could get alcohol when I was... Uh, so I did the same <laughs> thing. I, but go ahead, sorry. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just related to, a, you know, a switching around of history and, um, you know, the people get reset because they have no choice but to accept that narrative after a while. You know, they just... The, the books become... You know, it's like it's like saying today, like uh, in the in the in the 30s and shit, when they when they said, oh, science changed it. Now it's not flat. Now it's a ball, you know. Yeah. And so and then people just because there's like some air of authority and it's like this top down method, then people just kind of accept it. And that's the reason why all of these other religions followed suit following the directives laid out by this. This, this this Vatican think tank that was set up, you know, in the late 1500s uh, at the University of Padua with Copernicus and Kepler and all those guys, because and Galileo and stuff, um, because the, the the clerics from uh, Islam, Judaism, uh, Hinduism, all these groups, they didn't want to look stupid. So they said, okay, well, let's just, you know, their, their high priests were basically like, we don't want to look stupid. We want to pretend like we had the, the uh, you know, the, the globe model just as long as the Catholics did. So everybody switched their thing because they just, you know, they were deceived into, into their ships over the horizon stuff. And, you know, back then it's just like, how many proofs did you really need to, to think about, you know? So, so all, all those religions followed suit and that's kind of you know the result is what we see today um where independently over the last you know 100 or 200 years or so um that idea has become so deeply ingrained you know a lot of people will say oh the globe model was just taught recently and inserted into the rockefeller textbooks you know that that is also true but the overarching theme started with, uh, started in the religious institutions as well. And yeah, the Vat- I mean, I mean, the Vatican started it right with the Big Bang. I mean, I mean, explain. The, you know a lot, Spence. How did how did the globe become hijacked by religion? Please explain that. You're really dropping the good gravy. You got to come on when you have better audio. This is really good, and we'll really dive deep. But. But how did religion, how did religion, uh, uh, and why did, I guess you said they took the globe because they didn't want to be embarrassed? Explain that. That was really good. I was really interested in what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, like, we even, we've, we've even heard from, from, uh, you know, Muslim, I don't know what they call their priests and stuff. Um, but we've heard, we've heard accounts of that where, where, where people know, uh, you know, who are practicing Muslims today. Talking about clerics, Muslim clerics, maybe. Yeah, their their priests and their clerics were, you know, they didn't they didn't want to be left behind. Uh, they didn't want to look stupid. Um, 
But you had another question. Uh, I'm just trying to get to some light. I'll pull over off the highway. Yeah, you look better. Uh, uh, gosh, what was my last question? I, I just asked you. The, the, well, it's the, the timeline, though, the lying of history, you know, the, the dating. This is my question, though. What, and this is for Mr. Anderson, too. I'd like to get yours. How the process of transcribing, we know that they can uh, do whatever they want to the Bible and the translation process. What do you think happened with the translation process, and who was pulling the triggers on the translation process that gave us the the books that we worship today? I know that's a deep question, but yeah, Anderson, you want to take that? You might have some more yeah. info on that. I wish I had my chart that I drew years when I was much younger of the exact canonization and the process that happened. But basically, the scriptures were transcribed into hundreds of languages and the Catholic church came up with the Latin Vulgate with what's his name, Jerome, St. Jerome. And they basically banned any other version for like a thousand years or maybe zero years if we're missing a thousand years. But um, they basically banned under the threat of death, any other version you had to go to the Catholic priest who knew Latin because the Latin Vulgate's written in Latin and you, you're just a dumb peasant who had to go to the priest who knew the dead language of Latin. So you had to get the word of God from them. And then eventually you had people like Wyclef and all that going all out to try to get it in other languages and pissing the Pope off and all that. But So they wanted to hijack God at first, or is it, is it because they were trying to hijack God or did they not have the infrastructure to make copies of books? Like, what do you think it was? Well, they definitely didn't have the infrastructure. And that's a, like what I was talking about earlier with not having primary references. You didn't have like mass production of books till the Gutenberg. So if they didn't have pen and paper, how is it that there's this university type of look at the Bible at that time? I don't think there was. I think it was a lot. Well, those were, those were copied by hand through uh, the establishment of monasteries. You know, the, yes. the, the monastic, the monks and everything, that was their one and only purpose was yeah. to, was to copy the Latin books, um, you know, and they were, they were also just, you know, they had monasteries everywhere, all uh, circling around the entire Mediterranean, all the way up into, into the, the island of uh, Albion, you know, Britain, uh, they were everywhere. And Definitely. so there are thousands and thousands of, of uh, Latin man manuscripts um that were copied by hand um but i wanted to i wanted to point something else out with the the onset the inception of the of the the inception of the globe deception um there there's oftentimes in in paintings and stuff especially from the the kind of renaissance area era you know or the you know 1500s 1600s and so on um and even way before that as well there were tools, um, which you can probably still find today in antique stores and whatnot. Um, there, there's, there was, there was armillary spheres and astrolabes, and these tools were used for for navigation essentially, and uh, the tracking of the sky clock or whatever you want to call it using sidereal astronomy. And the way that it worked was it, it it's literally a dome over a flat earth representing the, uh, the firmament 
And so you could do all sorts of mechanical things. It's extremely complex tools. Um, but what happened was those, those tools, which are represented everywhere in paintings uh, from that time period and before and after, um, are, uh, you know, essentially depicted as globes. And so that's there are a lot way. of astrolabes. There are a lot of astrolabes in old stuff, right. and we don't ever see them now. So, so, so you're telling me that's the psyop now as they're depicted as as globes and not actually astrolabes that describe the astrological yeah. patterns in the sky. Yeah, if you go on onto Wikipedia and you and you search for, you know, you'll find you'll find just like whenever you go into this kind of sphere and you're just doing research you'll find information about like ptolemy and all these guys you know from you know from well ptolemy was geocentric right but you know it, it's like they're depicted holding this this globe shaped thing and that's what they'll tell you it is but it's it's not that at all it's uh so can i ask you, know, you that picture that they did of that painting i mean obviously that they did of pythagoras where he's got the square or whatever, and he's got that globe thing. It's like a purplish globe. Are you saying that was sure. a uh, Yeah, probably. I don't. I don't know which painting okay. you're talking about. I'd have to look at that. But yeah, probably. It's 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 probably wasn't a globe. It was probably one of these. Well, no, no, this, is, this is the this is the picture. This is let me let me show you. This is it. You guys can see. He's he's got that. Um, what is I think that? You, you clear. Is this a picture? Is this yeah. a picture you're talking about? Yep. But that does look like a globe, actually. But that looks like a. That's, that looks like a pyramid. Yeah, but oh, right, right. Yeah. But it yeah, looks like an astrolabe. That's not exactly. You found yeah, that quick. <laughs> let's see, astrolabe. In Renaissance or in old paintings, that's be easier. That's uh, too that they would do that. No, I don't see it. But the astrolabe is—I mean, the fact that we even had that device is insane. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, the fact I, that they were able to do that. I don't even know what it that. does. I don't even know what it does. To be honest with you, I just know that they exist. It, it, that's that's a, an interesting thing to look into. I think um, it predicts that. I think it predicts no. the equinox or the uh, the eclipses. I believe. Yeah, let's see what it astrolabe it, does. Our mechanism and all that. Yeah, let's let's read the definition of an astrolabe. Astrolabe Wikipedia. Hold on. You you guys are both. You know, you guys got the. Oh, now show me some freaking thing. Okay, here the astrolabe is an ancient astronomical instrument that was a handheld model of the universe. Its various functions are also making the. Hey, let me show everybody in the thing so they can see. I'll do this. I'll read it real quick, just so we know. Its various functions also make an elaborate inclinometer, inclinometer, and an analog calculation device capable of working out several kinds of problems in astronomy. His historically used by astronomers, it is able to measure the altitude above the horizon of a celestial body, day or night. It can be used to identify stars or planets, to determine local latitude given local time, and vice versa. 
to survey or to triangulate. It was used in classical antiquity and Islamic golden age, the European Middle Ages, and the Age of Discovery for all these purposes. The astrolabe's importance comes not only from the early developments into the study of astronomy, but is also effective for determining latitude on land or calm seas. Although it is a less reliable on heaving deck of a ship in rough seas, the Mariner's astrolabe was developed to solve that problem. So now they have one for the ship, and it's kind of, you know, it's built on a gimbal, basically. Around 1482. That's a that's around that era. Like they're saying this yeah. one's from 1282. Yeah, I mean, I, to me, this is something that's that's to keep track of, of the stars and Polaris or something as you're as you're circling around. Because if you if you think about east and west being perfect circles around the center, wherever that is, the, the North Pole, you know and Polaris being directly above it, all you have to do to navigate is put Polaris on, you know, either the port or starboard side. That's why, you know, that's why it was called the port or starboard side, because you would just have the North Star over, over one of these sides, and then you'd, you'd be able to know if you're going east or west at night. Um, they did that for thousands of years with no problems. Well, I'm sure they have right. problems. It worked very yeah, well. So, and, many years. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure that device is related to uh, you know the what what they mentioned about the latitude and, and longitude positioning. I don't. I think that first article, uh, that first paragraph is. I didn't get any info from that. Um, but if you look at our millery spheres, that's a totally different thing than the astrolabe, and and more like what I'm talking about. Um, you know. It makes sense that they would have to globify the astrolabe. I mean, it's just logical when you're doing a psyop. That's such a fun right. thing that everybody understood back then, I'm sure, at least travelers. So they had to globify it, just like they wrapped it around the globe for the um, NASA thing. Dude, you look like you're on a space station right now. <laughs> is that chair comfy? <laughs> it is. I know, it's all rocking. <laughs> That chair is nice. Okay, God's gun and glory. Welcome to the conspiracy castle. I, I see you smoking a cigarette. Is that a camel cigarette? Is that a marble cigarette? What brand of cigarette and flavor of cigarette is that? Is it a menthol? I like menthol when I smoke. It, what a, it is a Canadian, Canadian goose. What the fuck is that? That those cigarettes are free. <laughs> they give you those for free because they want whoever smokes them. They want to to die early, right? Is that the? Free? I'm just kidding. But what is Canadian goose cigarettes? Why aren't you smoking marble like a real fucking smoker? No. Or camel. Uh, You're cutting out. God's going to glory. You're, are you there? I can't hear you. Your mic's connected. It's because you have bad internet, I think. Your internet's not good. You're not on Wi-Fi. We all God's going to glory. I'm about to have to let you go. Are you there? Yeah, here's Adia. Hold on. Triple G. Spencer's driving all this gravy, and, and Mr. Anderson, and now you got to come on here and slow it down. All right. Come on, Triple G. There we Triple go. G. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound good yeah, now. You. you sound good. So what's happening, my okay. friend? Welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. Do you have any questions for Spencer, Mr. Anderson? Well, yeah, like, uh, one thing is, uh, they're talking about, like, astrology and, uh, God, right? And, like, yeah. Jesus, essentially. Right. So, um, that, like, you gotta get, 
you got to get past a few couple questions first, right? Like, so do you believe that there's other planets? If you're well, saying oh, that you believe, <laughs> what do you mean by other? Because we're not on a planet. Yeah, I don't know if we could have a flat Earth discussion. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I'm not I mean, flat earther. Don't, don't get oh. spooked. I don't, or don't worry. Okay. I just do you believe that Saturn, like the Saturnist? I don't know if the video is even coming through. If you guys can see me through the video or not, but no, I had to do what I could do. Okay, uh, sorry. I wanted to be on the video, but I live in the boonies, so there's no planets, right? So like. Uh, the what? knowledge of the stars. No. That, sorry, because I'm not saying there's no planets. I'm saying Earth's not a planet, but go ahead. What are you saying? Oh, okay. So you believe that there's other planets? Do you believe in outer space? Well, the, the, word no, planet, no, no, no. the word planet is Greek for a wandering star that's wandering above the Earth. So that's why I say oh. the way the Earth can be a wandering star above the Earth. That would be crazy, hey, but right? But Triple G, you might be confused. The original guest on the show is not on the show anymore. But but you can ask. Obviously, you know this is a group discussion. We encourage that. But the, I don't know if this is your questions were meant for the original guy Micah or if they're meant for all of us. No, not Micah. The other guy there. Um, he had a beard. Uh, shit, I forget his name. Mr. Anderson, the guy right there. Josh. Anderson, Josh. Yeah, Anderson, Mr. Josh. Anderson. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, for interrupting you, man. I was just answering the, the planet thing just so that you knew what dialectical ground I'm on. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Yeah, I know a lot of people get into semantics. It's no problem. I used to as well. But I know where you're coming from. It's kind of an atheistic agnostic position. I'm not putting a label on you. It's because I know where I came from. I can't, I was raised agnostic. Well, how is that? How is it atheistical material? Because Believe so you're refuting that God or uh, not God, sorry, because I don't believe in the Trinity. That's okay. I'm not putting anything on anybody. It's all good. I'm just saying you don't think that Jesus was a living man, although that there's more historical evidence. No, I said the opposite. I, that's, yeah, why I I said the opposite that's why yeah. I came on to the show to ask him the question, because what I'm saying is Jesus did exist. And that the Catholic Church was sun worshippers who tried to frame him as a zodiac deity, but there oh, was. Okay. Yeah, the other guy said he didn't exist. He was the one that he's he saying exist. from the get go that he was a zodiac deity. I'm saying he was framed as a zodiac deity by the Catholic Church. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you were in on. Yeah, I misunderstood you. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa wait a second. Jesus was a living man. He lived for thirty years as a normal man, as a carpenter, <laughs> like. There's yeah, that's, that's why my yeah, question that, to him was why why did the Pharisees hate him so much if he didn't exist? <laughs> well, well you should, uh, all right, go ahead. No, go ahead, Spencer. Please. Spencer's been dropping the good gravy. Spence, you go. All right. Okay. Yeah, let me let me jump in here for one sec. I actually believe uh, that Jesus is way more of a prominent feature fe uh, figure in history than. Um, a, a carpenter for uh, you know a humble carpenter for 30 years that was crucified i th i think that actually he was the 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 celebrated ruler of the kingdom of Iessa and that he you know he also was crucified and everything um you know but they they tried to they they gave him the story but also tried to make it way like make him a way less prominent character 
because there's plenty of evidence if you if you go to um uh i think it's mind unveiled's channel on youtube or you, you could probably find it from there um i'll have to get these links and everything and so i can be prepared for next time but it's he's he's literally dude he's he's like he's on all these the you know the the playing cards and all this all this stuff he's like you know the king on the playing cards i mean it's all it's all been just erased you know but he's literally there there's so many depictions of kings european kings from all over like like all over europe literally and they all look like him they all look like jesus like the same dude and you know that's why that's why i think there was this kind of hijacking going on um of of his story um because the saturnian worshipers or whoever and i'm not so you know experienced with that but i think that they you know they didn't like him or something the pharisees whoever you want to call it you know um and so they framed they, they created this story to be uh to make him lesser than he was and to get rid of him and he was just trying to do the right thing you know and it's just like I agree. Uh, yeah, so I think that's that's my opinion on that. But I wanted to to kind of open up the discussion also to the planets. I mean, what you know, the wandering stars. What are they? Because I don't really know. And it's like I've looked at Saturn, only Saturn through through a telescope, and you know, it's it is its own light source, and it's it's a really profound experience when you look at it because. You know, I, I happened to be in college at the time, so I, you know, obviously we're learning about astronomy and everything, and so, you know, you couldn't say anything, but I remember going up on the roof at night at, like, midnight with our class, and, you know, they set up the telescope, and we're looking at Saturn, and to me, that was kind of like uh, the an initiation ceremony almost. It's weird, because... The whole Wait, during your school? Wait, hold on, Spence. Y'all had a yeah. midnight class? They never do that. So for astronomy, I guess I didn't take yeah. astronomy. I took, like, geology or something for my whatever science credit. Did you go so to they Columbia make, or what? You know, I'm saying, yeah, what, what do they do? They make y'all come in for a class. I mean, I get well, how a college can do <laughs> yeah. that. They say for for one once a semester or something, you have to come in and look at the – but at midnight? You have to do it at midnight? Explain your experience looking yeah. at midnight, the whole thing. Well, how the syllabus, how it works with the class. Explain that. So – yeah, it was on a private school in New York, which is like essentially New Rome, you know. And these guys are, you know, that's just how they how they operate. I'm not I'm not judging them. I said, you know, I still love people. You Your know, college, in that. yeah, you can, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's interesting. But it's you know, it is weird though because I've heard opinions about the the kind of squaring of the circle, Freemasonic idea related to these Saturnian things. And so when you're wearing a cap and gown that's the square on top of the circle. And somehow that's related to these Saturnian ideas. 100%. But anyway, you know, it's like the, the, um, the, 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 the actual thing that you see up there in the sky, you know, it's like, what is it, you know? And, and I have no idea. I have no idea what that thing is. Like, even to this day, I, I just like, we talk about these wandering stars, but what are they? <laughs> you know, like they're saying they really may or may not be sentient. So I don't know. I mean, I just I would appreciate even just some speculation or yeah. Go ahead. Um, so you're saying that you're looking through telescopes and stuff, right? Yeah. 
right? Well, you were in class, so you were using like the advanced telescopes, right? Well, all those right. all those images are given to you from a mirror reflection, right? And it's not even a flat mirror reflection. It's a it's an openly admitted. It's a half a spherical. The end of it that you're looking at is literally like a fisheye lens. And you look at the inners of any uh, high-powered telescope that they point out to space is literally a fisheye lens, fisheye lens mirror at the bottom of it. And once it comes through, you're seeing the reflection of that. So they literally are emitting, omitting very admittedly. Um, you can look at the inners and the diagrams of how they build these high-powered telescopes that they're claiming to be able to see the roundness of these planets is literally a fisheye lens shaped mirror yeah, I, that you're coming into the I tube. I think what you're, I think yeah, what you I've mean never is seen the image is being inverted stone. by. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've never even seen that. When you, hey, real quick, everybody, real quick, when you look at a star, it just looks like a light flickering, though. I, I've never seen a picture. Yeah. I've never looked at a star. Not seen ball. Saturn looks when you beautiful. Look through their high-powered telescope, it's got a yeah, fish Saturn eye. Yeah, Saturn does like, look beautiful, yeah. Or a polished stone, but it's a mirror. Regardless, it's uh, it's literally a concave um, mirror object at the bottom of it, and you're looking, your eye hole is looking down through, and you're looking at a fisheye mirrored lens that is reflecting the star at you. So, of course, it looks round. It's You're looking through a fisheye lens. And so the you can't stuff. trust it. You can't. We can't trust what exactly. we see. Telescope, you're saying, right? Um, yeah, well, well, anything with our lens, you can magnify things without making a bubble shape. That's not a necessity. It, the only thing that makes the bubble lens or fisheye lens, or a, whether you're using a mirror lens, like because if you buy, you can buy a really decent telescope and you can look at the moon but it's going to have rounded lenses. There's no reason to have rounded lenses for magnifying. Otherwise, our eyeglasses that we see with would also have rounded lens. Why don't okay, they? So, why don't so actually, actually, you do need eyeglasses. a concave lens in order to, in order to open up that space. Um, yeah. We're not claiming that, that the, there's a fisheye lens inside all telescopes that make planets look like they're a ball oh, nobody's I, I, i'm an avid gun shooter at the end of my scope at the end of all my scope right not the one that right. i look through with my at the end yeah, but nobody's saying that but god but nobody's saying that that we see that's why they look around nobody's saying that and yeah, nobody's claiming that oh, no so i'm no. just pointing out why you can look through for other people that aren't flat earthers why you'd look through a high power telescope that the government oh, yeah. built that they're seeing these spherical objects because you're literally still looking through a fisheye lens, right? If you put a fisheye lens at the horizon, they can look curved, but it's not. So what do right. you think it is? I agree with that. Speculation-wise, what do you think it is? Yeah. Um, out there, um, I, I don't have an absolute... Uh, nobody can go there, right? It's the water. Speculation-wise, I mean. Yeah, what was your guess? Speculation-wise? Um, I believe that what the realm that we live in is determined by buoyancy, fluid dynamics, viscosity, and density, all relating to liquids. So the water is more dense and more viscous and less buoyant than what we breathe. What we breathe as we think is dry air, but we know there's rain. We know there's humidity. There's moisture in the air. What we're living in, like the fish doesn't know it's living in water. 
You know what I mean? You pull the fish yeah, out of the water. Yeah, it's a medium. We all live in a medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that just because they call it dry air isn't dry air because when you actually go to a part of air that is dry, your nostrils dry out, your saliva dries out, you start getting a dry, scratchy throat when it is actually dry, right? Like in the desert tundra. And that's the moisture isn't completely gone. But I'm saying that we actually live in like a super fluid. But there's another fluid above us, right? The waters, the heavens above us, right? The solid ceiling above us is another liquid, right? So like everybody's seen the viscosity and the demonstrations of science of showing that there's different levels of liquid that create different layers. And within those layers, there's different pressures, right? Of the liquid. So you're just calling it all liquid with different. Yeah. Yeah. What you're breathing right now is liquid. The fish doesn't perceive, perceive what it's breathing is liquid. Well, yeah. You know I mean, I would agree with you if we're just going to call it all liquid. Yeah. That's the environment, right? Like, um, so flight can even be explained. It, um, with what I'm explaining, it can actually defeat all the ball earthers, gravity, and all the magical phenomenon. I, all of it can be defeated with stuff that can be proven, repeated scientifically and tested over and over again, which also supports the Bible and God, because I'm a firm believer in God. I started atheism, agnostic, moved my way up. <laughs> well, it started agnostic to atheism because then I got pissed off because I started kind of realizing God was real. And I was like, well, but there's people dying. The victim narrative will keep you trapped in atheism. As soon as you beat um, victim narrative, you realize, well, yeah, there's a creator. When you look at a building, something's built. There has to be somebody who planned to build that, right? So you yeah, look if at, you find right, a Rolex in the woods, it didn't evolve. Someone made it. Exactly. Evolution, all that crap is nonsense, right? But I'm not. I'm not trying to push. I'm just saying, like I've went one step further, like. People still want to call this air, but like the people who made air are the same people the calling it air and gases are the same people who created the heliocentric model. They're so you're saying it's a spell that's been cast on us to think of it as air. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, air isn't dry, right? We know what humidity is. We know what rain is. Like um, then people point out like a twister or a tornado, right? Well, do you not know what a whirlpool is? It, does pressure not get more uh, intense the deeper you go down into the ocean, right? So yeah. people are like on ground level. Well, the air pressure is 14 point something or whatever, the background yes, pressure. Yeah, at yeah. Sea level. And then you go higher up into the altitude, and it does get a little bit less. That is observable. We can tell that with uh, measuring devices that we have of pressure, right? But yeah. that doesn't prove nothing. That just proves that fluid, that buoyancy, well, buoyancy overrides gravity, right? Toss a log of wood into the water. It floats on top. It weighs 300 pounds, but it floats on top. Like, oh, but the gaseous airs. Who taught you there was gases? Who taught you it was dry molecules? There's no gas? Well, Not what we're gas. what you put, like oxygen and stuff like that, I'm not saying those things don't exist. I'm just saying that they're not like, they're You're not dry. It's vaporized fluid, essentially. Right. Yeah, the fish doesn't see liquid when it swims. You know what I mean? When you pull it out, right. it starts sucking. But it's, uh, the fish doesn't, and when you pull the fish out, it has liquid protecting its eyes. 
from what we so call dry we land. So we technically be underwater yeah. compared to compared to something that's in altitude of you know thirty thousand feet up or you know something one hundred twenty thousand feet, whatever it is, whatever's up there that we could, could, we don't know. Yeah. But well, it, it, it's it's related, right? relative to that, we could be technically like underwater, basically. Yes, one hundred percent. There is no reason why what we're breathing can't be water. Because there's a everything inside an ocean or a lake or a pond that breathes ocean water or pond water or fresh water, all breathe that, and they don't know that that's liquid, right? Well, but a Those lot of fish are, go. Oh, so, fish. But a lot of fish. Yeah, but some fish jump out of the water. Like there's fish that go in, in water and mammals. out of water. Yeah, yeah I mean the functionality of a gill is to remove oxygen from the water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, but that seems water. like semantics. Like, what is the purpose? Because I, I hear what you're saying, and I agree with, like, behind what you're saying. But what is the, like, if I just want to say, hey, the liquid we're living in, I'll call air, just for reasons of conversation. Yeah, yeah. What is wrong with that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, is yeah, the yeah, semantical yeah. reason for the differentiation? The label doesn't have to change. Like, gas doesn't have to change. Like, that label doesn't have to change. As long as you understand that it's subjected to buoyancy, which completely defeats gravity in every way, shape, and form, it's measurable, it's reported, scientifically provable. And then you got sorry, and then you got viscosity and density. And uh, I'm drawing a blank on the fourth one, but with all four of these tools that we all got taught in basic high school education, it literally explains what we live in. Like blow an air of smoke out of your lungs so what, and watch. What do you it think the What do you think the planets are, though? What do you What do you think those are? Just kind of. Uh, well, I believe in the heavens, like that. There's like an actual heaven. You know what I mean? So, the most okay. likely thing I would say is luminate uh, luminescence. Um, I'm a. I do watch crow and stuff like that. Like crow triple seven. So like the yeah. lunar wave. Is a thing. It, it was observed, and it wasn't just observed by one person. It was observed repeatedly. It's hard to yeah. produce inside an experiment because you want to use dry gases. If you use liquids, it's very easy to repeat that. It's a wave. Okay. Hey, let me bring on Harmon real quick, and because we got to actually wrap this up in the next ten or fifteen minutes. Is in the morning. I'm I'm uh, speaking at the Dallas City uh, Hall again. I gotta, you know, so I gotta get ready for that. But Harmon, I'm sure you don't. You love all this gas planet should talk, right? You love. Oh, no, you know me already. Oh, Harmon's yeah. back. Yeah. Who's talking about the gases? This me. guy. Uh, yeah, I told you a few times, Harmon. You yeah? have. Are you guys? Do you guys well, fight in the chat? Uh, I don't no, know. No, no, no. It was when you were talking to RV the first time I seen uh, uh, Harmon, and then uh, like I was trying to explain a few different things because he was talking about the noble gases, right? And right. at first, I took, I took Harmon as uh, Harmon was telling me that I thought he was trying to defend the ball Earth, trying to say that like we made that humans make helium and stuff, but I was uh, I misunderstood him. Let Harmon go. What do you have to say, Harmon? No, no, let him finish. I want to hear what he said. Okay, I want to see okay, how, yeah. what he said. Yeah, I, I misundertook what he, what he was saying. And like uh, RV, what I'm assuming, I don't know. Uh, me and RV aren't tight or nothing. I'm just a nobody. But I'm just assuming RV was taking it the same way I was hearing it. 
is no, that uh, like being challenged on something he's preaching as a as the truth when i say you cannot find any of those noble gases in nature go up there and get me a cup of helium get me a cup of radon get me a cup of uh, xeron or neon uh, neon do it oh it all comes from nature right like you so where does carbon come from burning uh, material man-made yeah yeah Right? From God in nature, it creates carbon, right? Before we ever burnt anything, before humans had the power of fire, right? Who knows? Whatever the story we have comes from the, since they did the Gutenberg printing press, everything we got came from them. So that's the only knowledge we have. It only goes back as far as we can trace it there. Anything before that is just their story. That's fair. And the keepers, and the keepers of the key to the knowledge are what we call the Freemasons nowadays. Oh, who knows if, if that's where they want to lead us. I tell you, 20, 23 years working in the prison system, you never knew who the shot caller was. They never, oh, you yeah. never know who the real ones are. You always know the word. Yeah. I took you wrong. I heard you on a different cast with uh, Conspiracy Theorist Harmon and I, uh, or sorry, uh, Conspiracy Castle. And I, uh, I thought you were saying something different. I thought you were trying to defend the ball earth. And I was like, well, no, I was trying to say, I asked, if you remember what got RV mad, I said, how much of the heliocentric model do you believe? And he answered, snapped answer, zero. I said, then why are you promoting gases in the sky? That comes from the heliocentric model. Yeah, well, yeah, that was that was like kind of a pissing match. Okay, hey Harmon, I have you guys all on. We gotta we all have to come on again and really talk this out. But this is what I was gonna say tomorrow. I want to get your opinion. You guys are gonna think I'm crazy. You guys are gonna say you're a fucking idiot. It's gonna be so stupid. But tomorrow in my speech on March 11th, when Governor Abbott opened everything up, the Dallas mayor closed all public utilities, including the public parks. And so I'm gonna go on tomorrow and I'm gonna tell a story, recreate a story about how because of the mayor. I, I, they, they, in the closed bathrooms of the parks, I poop my pants and I'm going to blame I knew it was him. coming. And I'm going <laughs> to say that my poop is on your hands. And what does this have to do with the public health issue? I'm covered in my own fecal matter. And I want to be dead serious, like as, as serious as a heart attack. So mad. People are going to think I really poop my pants. Obviously, I never poop my pants. So that's why I'm But you have here. to just follow through, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I told this to I only told this to my mom. I was like, Mom, I think I'm gonna say this poop joke and I'm gonna blame it on him for closing the public facilities. And she said that was dumb, but she didn't say not to do it. But I'd like to get Harmon. What do you think about that? I can see your body language. You don't like it already. No. <laughs> Poop's always funny. Dude, if that doesn't make them laugh, like if I say this, if that doesn't make them laugh, me blaming him for crapping my pants while I was out walking at the park, I walked there every day, and I have pictures of the closed bathroom signs. I'm going to pull it on my back. Like it'll say bathrooms closed. And, 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 and I'm going to explain the whole story because this really did kind of happen. And what happened was, was on March 11th, I had to go. Luckily, I made it to a freaking porta potty, but I'm going number two in a porta potty that's almost worse than crapping your pants at the end of the day, really. It's almost less sanitary. But what I'm saying is, so I, I'm running. This is a true story of jogging or walking whatever you want to call whatever my exercise was miss the porta potty i'm like oh well i don't want to go in the porta potty anyway there's a there's like an outdoor real bathroom i'll wait there i go there the men's side is locked this is real locked so i'm like oh well you know maybe there really are repairs so i go to the women's side the women's side is locked so now i'm freaking out i'm running i'm sprinting i do get to a porta potty and go number two i ask the park attendants whatever the parks and recreation department guy they said they were told to close all the public bathrooms. So I just don't understand how that is a coronavirus uh, necessity, like how that stops the spread. Well, you should see on that. the golf courses, 
they got the you got quite a few old guys in there it's already got colostomy bags and they closed all the go- um, bathrooms on the golf courses like on the public and- ones wait in the public golf courses they they did that too yeah they closed them for since day one so you imagine what? all those men that had the colostomy bags and stuff they usually after every four or five holes have to go empty it and they close the you know you got the ones at the golf course it's open but on the course you always have two yeah. or three on the course and they closed all those day one that's what I'm saying. See, that's such bullcrap. Those outdoor bathrooms, how does that stop the spread of a virus? Like, I get it, but that, it's more sanitary to be able to have access to a clean restroom than worrying about tell the effects. Tell well, about the people who have uh, the elderly who like to enjoy the park and have to do their medical stuff, their colostomy bags and stuff. That's the seriousness. I'm going to talk. Yeah, I'll talk about colostomy bags. I'll be, I'm going to be dead serious because hopefully it'll go viral as man complains to mayor for shitting his pants. And then we'll get some attention, you know, and then the conspiracy castle. We can tell people the shape of the earth once they come here and they start listening. A lot of people are like, you know, like, oh, fuck. Uh, what do you guys think the shape of the earth is? I can tell new people like freak out when they when they realize that we don't live on a ball earth. But okay, okay so let's wrap. Okay, go ahead. I, 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 I want to say this. We're all, everybody have our thoughts because we're going to wrap it up. I got to go soon, okay. but go ahead. Go ahead. The guy, the, the, I, say your name again, sir. I didn't get it. The one with the gases. Triple G, God's guns of glory. You can call him Triple G. Yeah, yeah. That's my okay. YouTube channel. So you yeah. see where I was coming from then when I was trying to say, because RV always does that. No, he always says something about the eye of the needle. That So he tells me, rich man can't go because camel can't go through the eye of the needle. The eye of the needle yeah, was Jesus. where they didn't want camels in. It was a real small opening arch. And camels could get in, but they had to get them on their knees and drag them through. That's what the eye of the needle is referring to. So it's possible to get them through, but it was, it was very hard because they didn't want dung everywhere in the cities. And so there were places that they kept camels out of. Wait, wait, wait. You think the eye of the needle is literal? Wait, explain that again, Norman. No, what is RV, it's, I've listened to him several times. He thinks it's literal. He, but in the Bible, He's, he thinks a camel is able to go through the eye. So he thinks no, rich no, people can no. get in. He says a camel can't, so a rich man can't go to heaven. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He took that lid, I'm sure he knows uh, it's a man. Yeah. Hold on, let Harmon go. Let Harmon go. Let Harmon go. What, what, what I corrected him on was that he said that to him, rich man can't go to heaven because of that metaphor. Because it's impossible to go through the eye of the needle of the camel. But the eye of the needle were just arches in, in cities where the camels couldn't get through. Yeah, true. Yeah. And that's so what yeah, that was. If you were a traveler, you had to tie up on the outside of the city. But I was yeah. going back to where yeah. you had camels and places that you had camels. But I'm not a, I'm not an RV fanboy. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> no, no, I'm not <laughs> you know really thinking yeah. about him. I, just tried to, I was really just talking to him. I just was trying to say, I, I guess I kind of trapped him when I said, what, what part of the heliocentric model do you believe? And he said none. But I knew he was quoting things that pertain to the, uh, pertain to the uh, heliocentric model. And I just trying to point that out, and I guess I did it kind of sharply, and was I could have no, done it. More. it wasn't that. Even I, I was sitting in the background, dude. It sounded like you were trying to defend the heliocentric model. I, I, I get well, what you're saying. Mis- uh, now we got it, guys. So it's just, a, I mean, we get things misconstrued. Harmon's definitely not trying to do that. Well, I'm happy we got that. Yeah. We killed that. We beat a dead horse to death. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Harmon's all right. Take care. All right, see you, Harmon. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, hey, Harmon, uh, uh, thank you for being a supporter. You're one of the best. I'm excited for the patrons-only stream. I just want to say thank you, Harmon. You're always one of the uh, best uh, supporters. Uh, but you can – okay, see ya. Okay, uh, Triple G, what do you got to say before you go? 
Um, well, nothing much. Oh, actually, there was one thing. You were talking about the pooping in your pants? Yes, Poopy sir. Pants? Me. Poopy pants. Yeah. Alex Stein. Uh, <laughs> uh, way back, like, 10 months ago on my channel, I have, like, it's dated for the date. It's, like, April, April something or other. Anyways, it was, um, it was the day I lost my job because they did the lockdown in Canada. Like, I was trying to go to work, and I found out that my job was no longer available for me. I went to the hospital that same day because of Flat Earth Fokker. He was doing it over in Vancouver because I'm up here in Canada. I like so Flat. I, I love Flat Earth Fokker. But, but why did you go to the hospital because of him? Well, I needed new EpiPens. So I had a reason. I didn't just go for no reason. So I actually went in to get triaged and stuff, and I got kicked out. I'm not promoting my channel. I don't care. Don't oh, watch it. Oh, you're saying you went there without saying. a mask. No, you watch your channel. God's going to glory. Is oh, that how no, they find your channel? Oh, no, there was there was no mask requirement yet. I just went in to get checked into the hospital to get a new script for EpiPens because they won't give us our EpiPens without, like, because I'm deathly allergic to bees. It's all in my video. It doesn't matter. Don't watch it. It's all good. But um, what I was pointing out is that I went into the public entrance, told them that I had to use the washroom, and the hospital in Canada, in Hamilton, Ontario, denied me to just use the washroom. Denied, like, and I have them all on video, and they're like, so what you're telling me is that the public no longer has hospital uh, access to the hospital that we pay for because our taxes pay for the hospital, right? And the chick's like, yeah, yeah we're just, uh, we're not allowed to let you in, blah, blah, blah. And I just let it go. So I had to go over to the emergency section to start getting checked in. I had to get triaged before I could use the washroom. Without that chick, That's no, bullshit. I'm, like, I'm dead serious. I have it on videotape. Like it's on my channel. It's, it, the date is first. I got other stuff on my channel that's newer, but yeah, it's like 10 months ago. Wow. They don't even want to let you take a crap in Canada. Good for them. Okay. Oh, well, all right. Nothing would let about, you use the wash. Well, watch. I'm going to be live streaming tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to have enough poop jokes. we got to wrap up the poop jokes for tonight. We're going to have the audio only version for the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So I just want to keep it succinct so somebody that's listening to the audio part, it's not just a bunch of poop talk. We can, we'll can we wrap that up. Okay, Triple G, I'm letting you go. I want to talk to Spence and Mr. Anderson before I go. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem. You're the man. Okay, Spence, now you're, you're, you're last or you came on before. Uh, uh, what, what do you got for us last? Sure. So let me just make a quick comment about the um, the scripture related to passing uh, a camel through the eye of a needle. If you look into the translations, um, there's you know of the different texts, and you do some comparative analysis, you'll find that uh, the plain uh, Aramaic Bible in plain English um, translation is actually the passing of a rope through the eye of a needle not the passing of a camel through the eye of a needle. And, um, the, you know, it's because camel and rope are extremely similar in the Aramaic, uh, as words in the Aramaic language. So that's, you know, my, my I assume that that's Wait, probably so where... how would that work for rope, though? It's easier for rope to get through a needle than... It, yeah, it goes, it's easier for to pass a rope through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God or something, kingdom of heaven. Um, and that just, that seems a lot more reasonable than saying, uh, you know, this confused interpretation where they say it's easier to pass a camel through the eye of the needle, blah, 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 blah. 
However, the, there's a Catholic priest who made an interpretation by saying that essentially the, the eye of the needle was the gate of some city. And so if you, if you take a camel with a bunch of, a bunch of you know, it's, it's packed with a bunch of, you know, packs on it, um, it, you know, a rich man, a rich man riding a camel wouldn't be able to get through the, the, this, this, this gate because like he's got too much shit with him. But if, if you just have just the camel then you could, it, it honestly makes no sense. And I, I think that that's one of the main reasons why the, um, the Aramaic Bible in plain English is, is one of the more accurate interpretations that we have in translations. Um, but again, it's, it doesn't, it honestly, it doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, I just wanted to point that out. Um, because I think that probably all of the, uh, translated Bibles that we have are, are missing certain things anyway, um, from whatever older texts there were. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to say that and, and then in closing, you know, uh, you know, come join us on TartaryNova.com if you guys want to get involved and do research, you know, I just, I'll, I'll keep pitching that. Every say it better. Say, say it again. Say the website more clear. You kind of cut out. Yeah. Yeah. TartaryNova.com. It's uh, Andreas Exertis' um, website. And he's going to be doing monthly interviews on Sam Tripoli now. If you guys haven't watched that podcast or listened to it yet, um, it's on Apple Podcasts. And, you know, it's it's amazing. He's, a, he's an amazing guy. Like you guys think I know some information, or I'm dropping the gravy or whatever. Mm. But uh, you know, he's he's on the next level. So yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well. Well. Shit, dude. You really did drop some good information. I really like your perspective, and it's always a pleasure, Josh. I mean, Spence. I said Josh. I'm just looking at Josh Anderson. Right. Thank you, Spence. You're the man. See ya. Thank you. Okay. Oh, thank you. Okay, and there's only one, uh, uh, Mr. Anderson, Anderson Josh. What is going on? What is the last thing you want to I'll say? Be, Leave us with today. Yeah, I'll be quick. I was gonna say good luck with that thing tomorrow, and to really sell it, you gotta wear some khakis and really go all the way, man. If you're gonna. Yeah, but I'm talking about a past story that I shit my pants because he closed the parks. Okay, you know what right. I mean? But all see, right, but I'll this is how that. I can fake it. This is what I'm saying. This is how I can fake it is I can pull up behind me a picture of khakis to shit in them. Should I do that? I mean, is that too much? Like, just show a picture of Zulu from the waist down, and you know. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna do the Zulu. I'm doing a real Zulu. I'm gonna actually put it into uh, the ether. Like, I'm really gonna do it publicly. And I know it's gonna sound absurd, and people are gonna say, "Alex, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you even lie and say you pooped your pants to a city council meeting to the mayor of your own city?" But let me tell you something. I think it could. I think it could change. You know the landscape of our reality for the positive. You know, I know that sounds crazy, but I actually That'd do be think an interesting catalyst. I hey, every little catalyst helps. Like I was just thinking about that. Like, what was the? I mean, obviously it was God that breathed life into Earth, but it's like you know, what is energy? You know, what is that? It's like how he's saying, you know, the liquid. The uh, what? How do I explain this? They showed a cord that was so thin. They said this is what broadband internet is. So it made me think, like, what is the Fine internet? Yeah, I mean, well, what is inside that? What is the energy like? What is electricity? What what gives me my, you know, like what is the tangible thing to be able to touch it? And I guess they have lightning in a bottle or whatever. They have transformers that hold energy, but like, what is it holding? You know, it is interesting. And I I wanted to say too, after I did, I was on your show for a few minutes the other night. There was someone named Miss Busy. It might be someone who watches your show, but. She, she dropped a really nice comment. I want to say shout out to her. There's some other people who left comments too that I still got to read. 
but I wanted to give a shout out to her for she she said she been binge watched my whole eugenics series and all that. But one of these times I'll have to come on here and do a presentation of either eugenics. Yeah, do a proper one. Hey, hey, real quick, I'm gonna cut you off. We'll, we'll do it next week. You know what I mean? I mean, today is freaking Tuesday. We'll do it next Tuesday. You can come on, you'll be a guest and do a proper presentation. How about that? Okay. So it would either be race. Well, if we did the LGBT one, it'd probably get your channel deleted. But the origins. Well, try of, to do one. Try to do one that maybe won't get the channel deleted. Yeah. But. <laughs> Eugenics or race being invented like 225 years ago. Well, okay, explain that. But I gotta let you guys. But what do you mean race is invented? So what the fuck? Were we all one race? That's, what is that? That's that's my opinion based on the facts. You look into uh, Christoph Miner, Carl Linnaeus, and more importantly. Johann Blumenbach, who had the five races that really maintained all the way till today, it's all pseudoscience. It's just as goofy as heliocentrism. There might be real science in the future about it, but I haven't seen it yet. And you that was so right. Five years ago. And they said that the perfect species was the Caucasian, which was the Asiatic who came down and lived in the Caucasus Mountains, aka Khazars. So magically, these Khazars are the perfect species. And they want to use it as eugenics to get rid of uh, every other race, basically. And homogenize the, all the whites into Caucasians, even though Caucasians are a tiny minority of white-skinned people. Well, I think it's so true, though, that that's what they want. They want us to all be one race and one religion. And, like, if, if humans were to live for a billion years or whatever, wouldn't we all be one race one day? I mean, wouldn't that mathematically have to happen? Yeah, and it's fluid to a degree, Environment has a lot to do with it. You got to, I don't know if you've ever seen Bruce Lipton's biology of belief presentation. That's an absolute must see. I want to see it. What is it? And what say that? What is it's it? Called biology, biology, of of, biology of belief, Bruce Lipton. The pres so you still have to verify everything he's saying, of course, just like with anything yeah. in life. It's very, you take with a grain of salt. Yeah, but it's, it's a must see, I would say. But well, yeah. Dude. I'll figure something out and we'll come. I'll come on and do some kind of presentation. Yeah, if you figure out what you want to do. But next, actually, I was just thinking next Tuesday, that's the day before my patrons only stream. Guys, please, if you guys want to support me, uh, join the patron for $1. I'm doing a patrons only stream March 31st. Um, so maybe we'll do it before. Maybe we'll do it because not that Tuesday. Tuesday, I'll be like, I'm going to stream, but I'll be like a pre stream for the show. So maybe we'll do it like Monday or Sunday. I'll send you a message. Uh, uh, Okay. Will you put your email and will you comment your email or something? Yeah. Could just comment. In that last video, I put my email. It's AndersonJosh25 at Gmail. AndersonJosh25 right there. Trouble getting into my Gmail and YouTube. That's the only reason I could join tonight is because you dropped the link in DLive. And for some reason, my computer's letting me go to DLive, but not other sites. I know why. It's because they freaking don't want you looking up the shit you're looking up. You know, that's the thing. Well, no, it's funny. I laugh. We laugh about it. But, dude, it, it, Facebook has it now where they can stop you from posting before you even post hate speech. Like, it, it, like they know what keystrokes you're typing. So to think that they don't know or they want to shut down your Google, that's so easy for them to do. That's like, boop, a button, and now your shit doesn't work. So oh, yeah. It's a very world world level. Well, anything else you, you want to say before I let you go? I'll leave it at that. Because I could go on and on about stuff. So I know. And and I'm going to have you on. We're going to do a proper presentation. And, and, man, you really dropped a lot of good info. I always appreciate you coming on. Thank you, my friend. And uh, I'll talk I to you. I appreciate you letting me days. on. Hey, talk to you soon. Peace. Thanks. All right, guys, what what a show for all my people here playing at home. What a show. Let me try to get the screen right, if I can get everything right. Sorry. 
I want to say thank you to Micah Dank, uh, at Real Mr. Dank, if you guys want to go follow him. But uh, I just want to say, you know, what a show. What a show. Couldn't have done it without you guys. You know how we end every show, though. We got to shake that ass. Let's go. Uh, 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 let's go. It's Primetime 99, and I just want to say I love each and every one of y'all. Thank you for watching. Oh, and remember, patrons-only stream. Please go join the Patreon. One dollar. I know Patreon sucks, but I'm trying to make some money. I'm trying to make a living. Help a pimp get some shrimp on a blimp. Help a player out. Support the Patreon, dog. Support me. I need it. We're trying to grow. And I'll be live tomorrow morning speaking. Tomorrow I'll be speaking tomorrow morning at the Dallas City Hall meeting. I see Brian saving in the chat. Brian, we got to do an interview this week. Brian, can you come on tomorrow night? Can we do the interview while I have you here? Can you come on and be my guest tomorrow night, Brian? Are you free at 9 p.m. Central Time? Brian, while you're in the chat, let me know. I'll send you a Skype message. But tomorrow night, tomorrow night, we'd love to have you on Wednesday night or Thursday night, Brian. We'd love to have you on. Our guest on the Conspiracy Castle, you haven't come on. But tomorrow, tomorrow I should be live in the morning. So it'll be like, uh, I believe the, the city council meeting starts at 9 a.m. So I'll probably start the show around like 8.30. So, uh... Come on, guys. Let's freaking... Let's go, baby. Let's go. All right? So let me just tell you this. It's primetime, 99, Alex Stein, on the grind all the time. I just want to thank you all for the support. I want to thank you all for watching. And I want to say this, guys. I want to say this. You remember, you got to shake that ass, baby. You got to shake that ass a little bit. Peace. I love y'all. Good night. To shake your ass too. To make that cash. To make that cash. In the club like that, that, that. I stole Jay shit.